Hello guys and girls, and welcome to episode 131 of the F Reality Podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show, live streamed every Saturday on YouTube and on Twitch. And don't forget, you can also catch the show live in VR using big screen TV. The show goes live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud and on Spotify. If you have any questions, comments or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try to answer as many questions as we can. Now of course it's time for me to introduce you to the team. First up, this guy is the one to go for for survival tips having successfully made it out of zombie infested New Orleans. Is of course VR streamer Zimtok5. How you doing, dude? You all right? Good week. Good week. Yeah, zombies, huh? Not friendly. Not friendly at all. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys should celebrate. I finally made it through that, and I'm so glad. Um, I'm just I... jealous, to be honest, because uh, I haven't had time to go back. You know, I've played the first couple of levels yeah. um, since originally playing it. You know, way back at Christmas, and it's kind of like sad because I had access to it before anyone else did, pretty much. But yeah, I didn't. <laughs> get time to finish it. So. It's so typical, though, when you do yeah. that. You know, it's like when you get the early access at the time that you can't, like, take the time to go through it. But um, easily the best game in the last calendar, uh, sorry, the last rolling year, in my opinion. And, um, yeah, I'll talk a minute about the other game that I've been playing recently. But, yeah, cool. good, exhausting but, week. You know, the before, kind of week that you go, I've survived. <laughs> so before we move on, because I'm, I'm curious, does the ending, hmm. like, pay off? Yeah, uh, in Saints and Sinners. That's all I want to know. A simple pay yes off. or no. What What's your definition of payoff? Like, is Still. it satisfactory? You know. Oh hell yeah! Uh, oh okay, cool. Yeah. That's all oh, I need man. to know. And after you finish, go watch how I finished it. Okay, oh. cool. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for that. <laughs> um, okay, so next up, this guy loves nothing more than a Sunday roast dinner. It's not chicken or beef on the menu though. It's freshly caught head crab. It's of course Nathy. How you doing, dude? You're right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fine, dude. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yesterday, Mike and I jumped into the uh, you know new Half Life environment. Mm. And we found a, a head crab. Yeah, very in, tasty. In, in a fridge. <laughs> the heck. Yeah, that's right. Although it did say do not eat. So. Yes, true. But but you had to just stick your head into it just to yeah. smell. For science. For science. Yes. Well. Yeah. There you go. We'll be talking more about that later on. Um, so next up, it's our special guest this week. He's responsible for training a future generation of space pirates. It's Chris Hanny from iIllusions. Thank you for joining hello, us on the hello, show. Hello, hello. <laughs> it's great to be here. Um, I'm feeling a bit disappointed I didn't wear my Beat Saber sweater. <laughs> You're the only one. You're letting the team down. Um, <laughs> I very nearly wore my super hot uh, jacket. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, I thought, no, I'll just... Uh, Take it easy. It's quite warm in this room. So um, anyway, you're representing Beat Saber. I'll represent the uh, the white t-shirt <laughs> society. You're doing a great job. Um, thanks. Yeah, it's so funny because like me and Nathie, when we, we, we logged into the video platform uh, to start the show, we both look, looked at each other wearing our Beat Saber jumpers. And it's almost like we called each other up before the show and said, hey, should we uh, coordinate on the show? Wear something, yeah. you know. Well, I, had a, I had a funny feeling for some reason you were well, going to wear it. And then I was like, mm, maybe I should do something else. It's a really good sweater, it right? Is. It is a good one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and no one knows that it's Beat Saber. I mean, it's hardly on brand. Well, no one outside so, the VR industry knows it's Beat Saber. Like, yeah, you wear I, I this guess, anywhere I else, guess. no one cares. Yeah, that's it's, it's like my super hot sweater. I love wearing it so much. 
But no one knows that that little dude, little red man, yeah. is a super hot man. I need that. I need that merch. I need that super hot merch. That's why I don't have any of that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's out there. Uh, I'm going to hit them up. Um, mm. So as you probably all guessed, uh, Rowdy's not with us this week, but he'll be back on the show as usual next week. Uh, last but by no means least, myself, the host of the show, Mike, from Virtual Reality Oasis. We've got an epic show for you today. Uh, some of the highlights include loads of Half-Life Alex news, including new gameplay footage from Valve and new Steam VR environments. Uh, we're also going to be talking about the Valve Index coming back into stock very soon, but just be aware it's going to be in limited quantities. Uh, Zim's going to give you the lowdown on the latest releases to look forward to next week, and then finally we'll be rounding up the show with our special guest Chris to learn more about the future of local multiplayer games on Oculus Quest with Space Pirate Arena. So excited to talk about that. Um, but first up, let's find out what everyone's been playing this week and the highlight of the week. First up to the plate is ZimTalk5. Oh, what have no. you been up to? I'm sorry. I have to. Uh, <clears throat> I have to take months of uh, of 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 good harmonic um, uh, accolade and and tear it down. I've been playing Asgard's Wrath the last four five streams or so, and I have to say, uh, in the middle, it ain't so pretty. Uh, I'm not Ooh. a big fan, uh, actually, and um, I haven't changed my buy recommendation. I think the beginning of the game and. Uh, Easily the first, like, you know, five to eight hours are, like, mega awesome. But then the whack-a-mole mechanics get old, and you're fighting bad guys that are the same, and the puzzles are a little bit, like, on the nose, and I'm really not having a good time with it, uh, to the point where I've decided I'm going to give it one more go, and then I'm going to uninstall it. That's, I'm not going to finish the game. I've decided. And it, it's just not worth my time. And oddly enough, bouncing this off of other friends who've beaten the game... A lot of other people feel the same way about it, and I didn't know that. I, I kind of was caught in the bubble of the intro of the game, and it's like, it's kind of hard to say it, but uh, <clears throat> Asgard's Wrath in the last year certainly is well pegs below Saints uh, for me. No. It's wow. That's interesting, because like you, I really loved the beginning of the game. I thought yeah. the, 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 the beginning was fantastic. I really loved the attention to detail. I loved the companions. Um, but you, you seem to think that that shine fades after sort of like yeah. you know eight to ten hours yeah it, it just yeah about eight hours in it it just plateaus and then mm. it just holds that kind of same pattern of repetitive gameplay uh, and I, I think it doesn't do enough in the middle of the game to kind of reinvent reinvent itself mm -hmm. the environments and the detail does stay strong uh and it's it's that's one of the more mm surprising bits of the game that they introduce new characters and new abilities and all that kind of stuff is still jazzed up but it just doesn't it doesn't do enough for me it's just way too um way too lead um and yeah it, it's it's no skyrim i'm afraid um you know it looks the part but for me it's more about game design than it being pretty and uh, yeah so it's letting me down unfortunately and it's coming off my drive yeah, that's disappointing to hear that is because um, it's one of the one of the games that I do dip in and out of regularly, and when it, whenever I do, I do enjoy it. But then again, I I normally have like a two week break in between, so maybe that's why. Yeah. Maybe if you play it that way, you can keep it fresh. But um, yeah, it's a it's disappointing to hear that. To to kind of wind it back to maybe the eighties or nineties, it feels like the Coke and Pepsi challenge a bit. Mm. Like it's it's definitely sweet when you first touch it. Those battle arenas are great. The campaign is great. I mean, some of the stuff that I had griped about originally was like some of the set pieces. And thankfully, there are like very few set pieces. Most of it is kind of you're playing through gameplay and it feels like a standard kind of adventure mm. game. Mm. Um, 
and an impressive one, like an impressive adventure game, you know, but then it, it just doesn't pull enough tricks out of the bag, actually, in the mid-game. And, and that, that, that part for me... Um, it gets long in the tooth, and I just I don't want to play it anymore, to be yeah. honest. So maybe yeah, maybe tough. maybe maybe the game is is just just too long mm. for for the interesting the, like gameplay mechanics to work. Yeah, the, the only thing that I would say is if you like it, there is a lot there for you to do. Like the amount per world and per level, if I want to call it that. There's a whole bunch of different worlds on your map, and then there's levels within that, and there's mm. like boss stages and stuff. But the amount of like collectible things that you can go after and uh, mm. and just items in the game, the amount of art production that went into this game, like holy hell! Like mm. you 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 definitely get your money's worth out of the 130 gig and the price tag on the game, which is why I'm not shifting my buy recommendation. But I think if you're expecting to be happy with it from start to finish, um, if you if you are at all not a fan of kind of whackable physics for combat. I think, you know, something like, again, Saints or even Boneworks would probably suit you better because they feel more realistic in their presentation of that world. Mm. Yeah. So do you think they would have been uh, better to condense it more, compact it? Um, uh, I guess for someone like me, and again, this is very much a preference thing, and I recognize mm. that. Uh, for someone like me, I probably would have had it a lot less linear. I would have left the different worlds open to you exploring them. And even if they were tough, kind of in a like an original World of Warcraft way, if you go into a tough area, yeah. you just get your ass handed to you and you Before have to Before you've leveled up or acquired a yeah. certain weapon. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not that it's not challenging. The game is still challenging, but it's challenging for the wrong reasons. Like, you know, the bosses tend to be, not just the bosses, the enemies tend to be, you know, parry, swing, parry, swing, whack-a-mole, 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 dead. And then I'm finding just letting my companion chew through enemies and I'm not finding combat like any way enticing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I said, it lasts you. It lasted me uh, almost ten hours, you know. And for that, it's still it's still the prettiest look in VR game out there. So I can't. I don't take it down from its high plateau, yeah. but it's not in my top ten anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, that's good feedback. Good feedback. Yeah. Um, so maybe um, we'll pass it over to Chris then. Do you do you have a game that you've played recently or this week that's kind of like really sort of stood out in your mind as something you've really enjoyed um, that you want to share with us? Uh, so most of my gameplay the last few weeks has been very much flat. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Um, you can share. Talk about flat. Yeah, you can share a flat game. Yeah. Like I feel a bit naughty yeah, saying that. Well, I'm going to share one as well, pleasure. so you can be naughty I, with me. <laughs> so I've been. Um, and getting my, my 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 rocks off on the Forza Horizon series lately, mm. um, which is the latest one. I think is it's twelve months old. But I've been so overwhelmed with with VR content, if making it or playing it, that um, getting back to my Xbox has been really a hard battle. Mm. But um, Forza Horizon three and four have been just controlling my every moment of of downtime <laughs> that, that's um, so awesome to hear <laughs> i and i i love them i love them so much i love the, the campaigns the epic missions there's the, the crazy nonsense that happens in that game it's just so much fun yeah um and i finally finished uh star wars fallen jedi oh yeah that game was great um which i loved i mean there were mm. moments of just uh, I could I could I could nitpick it, but I, I really really loved the, the simplicity of it. Like it was just a, a pure joy to play from start to finish. Um, and I, I think about it a lot. Like it, it's like it's like when you finish a good book, you just sort of want to go back to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually want to go back to the, the, the. I think I played on. There was different setting level uh, difficulty like, like levels. Like there was Jedi Knight. I think I played as, mm-hmm. but there's one 
more beyond that. And mm. I think I might try it out again. Nice. Just to see how the difficulty curve goes. But it was a lot of fun. Too. But yeah. So, so that, that feeling you describe of like thinking about a game. Have you ever yeah. had that with a VR game? Did you? Ever I, I think about the underpresents all the time. Wow! Okay. Right? Yeah. I, that's, that's a game that I, I continually think about <laughs> since I played it. I think in November. Um, yeah. That's for me the highlight of the last three years of of commercial VR. Currently, I mean, I could praise uh, wax mir- uh, wax lyrical about a lot of games, but mm-hmm. I really loved Tender Claws: The Underpresents. Yeah. It was such a joyful game. From start to finish yeah. and i don't think there is a finish because every time you play it, it's different yeah, so, so you might be surprised to hear this but i haven't actually tried it yet oh, i know stop this podcast right now <laughs> no, and play no. it. Stop. so so because like it, it, yeah. it's difficult to describe what kind of game it is or experience it is could you try and describe it to people that may be watching or listening to try and entice them to check it out and maybe i'll um, be, be joining them yeah firstly it, it's available so that's already an exciting thing secondly it, it's it's a it's a product a, a game of small experiences yeah. that you jump dive into and you don't really understand any of the rules of that experience like you don't know how to play it you don't know what's going on and, and the game entices you to work that out and as you're doing that it uh, the whole this whole universe of, of like craziness just sort of slowly starts to unfold and you realize that what all those weird non-playable characters around you are also people trying to work out how to play the game <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 really it's a really neat experience, and actually, I think some of their uh, movement mechanics and stuff are very well done. Mm-hmm. That's that's it, why I got into it because I saw a, a GIF of of the movement mechanic. Yeah. Like, I'm really interested in how to make locomotion um, easier mm. on the stomach, and there was a GIF of how they of how tender claws solved locomotion mm-hmm. with uh, a mixture between strafing and teleporting. You literally drag the world towards you. Yeah. So if you want to go over there, you pull the world and the whole thing just warps and you're in the spot where you, where you pulled. And that as a GIF just sold me. And in as an actual mechanic, like it's so much fun to just warp the world around and just pull yourself from place to place. But that's not the point of the game. And that's why I, I that's why my brain, I, I think about it all the time is that's what drove me into just playing the game. There's this simple beautiful mechanic that no one's done before and then the gameplay on top of that is just mind-bending like there's this point where you like pull off your face and you you present it to someone else who's playing the game and they pull off their face and they put their face on top of your face and then an onion appears (laughs) and then you take the onion and you put your onion on someone else's onion and that turns into like a potato it's just weird experiences that don't make any sense when you actually talk about it but when you do it it's just so much fun I think you had me sold before you started talking about pulling your face off but no I will I will, I will try it out fully recommend if you like, just go out there pull your face off in game yeah. <laughs> don't actually do it um, I mean you do, you do what you want Mike, yeah. but it, 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 it's, it's such a fun experience no, that sounds awesome that sounds wow. awesome thank you for sharing it because I think it is one of those ones that you know when we've had people on the show like Kent Bai uh, he was also very passionate about uh, the underpresents yeah. and yeah. Um, I did say then that I would go and check it out as soon as it released and I, I didn't I broke my promise so I do feel bad for I that. would definitely value whatever Kent Bai suggests just he, he is very dedicated to, to finding good content and and um exploring yeah and he's really good at exploring and I, he didn't put me onto this one because i haven't had time to listen to his podcast in a while 
but it's really good too. Yeah. You should also listen to Kent Byers' podcast. Yeah, it's you amazing. should. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. And he was on the show previously as well. Oh, great. Um, so yeah, great recommendation there, Chris. Thanks for that. Um, so what about you then, Nathie? What have you been up to uh, this week that you want to share with us? So uh, let, let, let's first go uh, to the to the chat. Sure. We have uh, Bug Bites, who has been playing virtual Battlegrounds. I feel like the season of uh, uh, Battle Royale is starting again, also f- yep. in the VR scene. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm surprised that the servers are still running for virtual battlegrounds. Um, well, I think I think the 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 hype will increase when Population One finally releases. Yeah. You know, that looks yeah. like a very promising battle royale VR game. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure that it's going to launch this year. If they don't, it's going to be a very late, right? Mm. But I would think uh, so this year. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see. Time will tell. Maybe around the summer. Uh, who knows? Um, then we have Raymond, who played Contractors on Quest and Hyper Dash Alpha. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Hartley uh, dove into Bizarre Barber. I think uh, Zim played that one. Uh, yep. Oh, man, that was fun. It's, That's it's, a good game. It's short, but uh, if you guys get the chance to play it, like hour and a half, you can clock the game. Yeah. It's weird. It, it's sitting in my uh, my recent purchase list it's sitting there waiting for me at home i just haven't been home yet to play it i cannot wait I, to play that I, game. I think given you like the under presents i think you will really enjoy the I, ride that Bizarre i can't Barbara wait gives you. i cannot wait it is and actually i wanted to say um you're the second person to say uh forza horizon is uh is something that you should go and play it was john hibbins from the windlands team mm-hmm. uh recommended that to me as like one of his top things was forza horizon 3 um also similar in the way it introduces the game like you're, you're just in and playing it before you, like yep. part of the it's, it's amazing it's amazing yeah. that, and, that and, and four is set in the uk as well right well yeah three is set in my homeland of australia which yeah. was what got me into it because mm-hmm. I, I get i get really homesick so i, I just yeah. play on forza horizon 3 and drive really <laughs> slowly through the small towns because <laughs> <laughs> the detail is so good like there's this moment where there's this phone booth where like, phone booths don't exist anymore, but they do for some reason in this game. And I can just reflect on what 90s were like in, in Australia, in the rural Australian outback. It's uh, great. And UK, like you're driving through all the seasons of, of amazing UK landscapes. Yeah, you've got Scotland um, in there too as well, Zim. Yeah, yeah, I know. And uh, it's very pretty. Um, the only thing that's not quite realistic, and I worry for the children out there learning to drive today, is uh, stone walls are, blow apart like leaves in that game. <laughs> Ah. Like leaves, piles of leaves. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, don't don't try that. Don't try that one at Mm-mm, home no. with your dad's car or whatever. Well, or play the game. Don't do it outside. Yeah, yeah that's it. One other but, thing I want uh, to just mention quickly: Have any of you guys played uh, Hyper Dash? Um, it's been mentioned a couple of times in the chat over the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's on SideQuest, I think. It's made in Belgium as well. Yeah, yeah. it looks very good actually. I just haven't had a chance to play it myself. Uh, it looks very cool. It's like a competitive multiplayer yeah. game designed for Quest. Yeah, yeah. But you guys haven't tried it yet. No. no, it no. reminds me of the name. Someone just linked me a game on the go that launched yeah. in December where you, you drag a horse left and right and you go through a sidelic. It's definitely oh. not that one. No, no. no. Okay. No. What, what's the premise of Hyper Dash then? What do you do? Uh, so competitive uh, multiplayer, um, sort of um, king of the hill sort of gameplay it looks like. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be worth checking out because uh, it looks very promising indeed. But um, Cool. Any other cool suggestions, Nathy? Or yes, yes. Vato uh, uh, UK uh, has also been playing uh, Asgard's uh, Wrath. Uh, he has also been a very good help to Zim when he's stuck in game. Um, yes, I have to. I, okay, Wato's <laughs> been absolutely priceless. At one very important thing, and Mike, you will feel this soon, I'm sure. Button mapping. How do I do X, Y, or Z? Like, oh my God, the amount of 
There's so many combinations with those touch controls. Every combination is used, and sometimes you don't remember how to get your buddy back or any of that stuff. So thank you, Wato. Yeah, and then we have two more. We have game uh, gaming science teacher uh, who is uh, doing the 30-day VR fitness challenge for mm. March. Huh. So lots of Beat Saber, especially the 360 levels are, you know, burning those calories. Uh, and last but not least, Dave the Psycho is back. He's back <laughs> on the podcast. And this time he played uh, Synth Riders. Mm. Uh, apparently as a multiplayer? Yeah, yeah dropped last week. Yeah, it's very good. Okay, and how it's does very that work? Good. Yeah. So you, side by side? No, you don't see the other player. You play together, but there's a leaderboard above you, and you can see like the top three players. Oh. And so you're playing, 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 and um, you guys might have missed it, but last week I was, I was bested by a Cosmos while playing Synth Riders multiplayer. Wow. First time I've ever come across a Cosmos wow. in real life. But uh, the multiplayer is fantastic. The only thing that I've found, and it might be a week one patch issue, is that quest the quest build seems to be isolated and cannot communicate via VoIP with other players. But all the other platforms can. So. Okay. I think I think you know, like Nathan made a good point there because when when I think of like multiplayer that I want in Beat Saber or all these like games, I want to see the other player and be able to play side by side with them, yeah. or even like co-op. You know, like in Guitar Hero yeah. co-op where you can, you know, the music switches between the different lanes of players. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd imagine that will happen eventually. But but, but, sin- but since when is a leaderboard a multiplayer uh, thing? No, no, no. So so when you're well, I mean, when you're back in the lobby, you can talk to each other, uh-huh. and right. when you're playing, you have the option some pretty cool options to have like push to talk. So you're just doing your, you know, it's like for those who don't know synth riders, you've got a little colorful ball and you hit other balls um, with rhythm and you can like pull the grip button and push to talk while you're playing. So if you want to chat with buddies, actually chatting with like five people in a go can be a real laugh, especially if they're kicking your butt and you know, you can just have a laugh about it, about how bad you're doing or how well you're Mm -hmm. doing or whatever. And you mean in the quest though, right? You mean in the quest, not the go. Uh, did I say go? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not the go. No, every, pretty much every other headset has synth riders, not just, the go. Just to clarify. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, um, Zim can always make everything work on every headset. That's true. So that's I, true. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, uh, Dave the Psycho has also played uh, uh, Ghost Giant, finished it. Pretty sweet. Again, uh, you know, hidden gem on the store. Mm-hmm. Hasn't had much, let's say, marketing from, from Oculus, their site. So if you're looking for a cool... Third person meets first person experience with an awesome story, um, then that's uh, that's the one for you. Mm-hmm. So, um, in terms of what I have been playing, I haven't been playing that much, um, as you may know. Last week I wasn't on the show because I had an inflamed eye. I was pretty much like KO, so I couldn't play anything. I couldn't really see much. I was like a space pirate trainer with one eye, actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not the best way to be a space pirate. You know? <laughs> I know, but hey, uh, depth, depth perception is important. That's true. Yeah, it's true. That, that's why, like, I, I couldn't go for for anything uh, VR um, this week. I was able to to you know uh, get back into VR, but I kind of stayed away from it um, as much as I could. Um, but I I don't know if Mike, you wanted to talk about the same thing, but. The first real thing I tried this week was the Half-Life environment. Uh, just yeah. dropped right at the the best moment possible. Um, yeah. And uh, um, I went in there together with Mike because it's it's an environment you can explore with others. 
Uh, I've even seen people exploring with like 20 or 30 people at the same time. <laughs> it's like you can you can have a party in City 17 now if you want to. Mm. Uh, it's amazing. the same as all the other environments? Like you can just, uh, it's just yeah. like a Steam VR home it's, environment, it's, right? It's, it's, it's originally you could call it Destinations. Uh, destinations was this thing you could just oh, go right. into, okay. uh, but now yeah. it's called Steam VR. Um, and um, yeah, so you can explore two environments from Half-Life Alex. Uh, it's City 17 and Russell's Lab. Um, if you watch the trailer, then then you know who I'm talking about. And um, yeah, you can you can just look around. You can get a sneak peek of of what you know the vibe is gonna be when you're gonna play the actual title. And uh, funny enough, there is a disclaimer on there that says that the fidelity and also the interactivity stuff like that is 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 not even close to the actual experience, but it already looks like super legit. It's, yeah, it's it crazy how how nice it looks. And um, when when Mike and I explored it, something that that you know popped up in my mind is that the thing that that looked the best is the fact that the environments uh, feel very much alive where you have leaves falling off the trees and they are physics based so they stick to the walls they just land everywhere um, the grass is moving a little bit the, the the plants are you you can hear the wind you can hear the city so it's it's the combination of not just the visuals but also the the sounds the the the, the track you hear um, and 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 then also the you know the, the fact that Every time you move in in the space, it, it changes. So it's very immersive. It's very immersive. It's just you know, high quality stuff we're talking about. It's it's just very good. Yeah, and and like out of the two environments, I preferred Russell's lab. I thought there's a lot more interesting stuff yeah. going on in there. I won't spoil anything, but you can find some you know little unique bits and pieces in there, which is worth yes. kind of exploring the environment for. Um, but yeah, it, it just gave us a really nice taste of what to expect, um, uh, and and the fact that they say that these aren't as good as going what it's going to look yeah, like in the yeah, final yeah. game is, is is very exciting for sure. Mm. Um, and we're going to touch on the uh, the Half Life environments again uh, very shortly. Um, but yeah, it's an awesome experience. Um, and you know, the only way that you can check it out at the moment is if uh, you have an index or a friend of yours has an index and hosts the yeah. environments and invites you. Or there is a workaround that someone's found and they've posted on the Oculus subreddit mm. um, to work with other headsets, but you have to mess around with like any files and stuff like that. So mm. if you're not comfortable with that, <laughs> you might have to miss miss this one out. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a nice little Easter egg for those that either bought an index or pre-ordered one. Uh, it's, yeah. a, it's a nice gift, but still, if, if, if you're thinking about it, it's like an expensive, uh, you know... Uh, it is, yeah, it is, it is. But it, you know, finally, that investment of the the index is going to be paying off. You know, uh, so you only get access to the, those are not a free environment. You had to what have purchased the game? No, not even the game. This is the thing. You had to buy an index or pre-ordered an index. <laughs> Holy shit! Well, yeah, that's so, an expensive bloody yeah, DLC. That's, that's, that's why. Like, that's that's God. why I went so deep into this. I was like, you know, I paid so much money, so I need to, and yeah. I, I need to smell the the digital plans. And everything around me, That's you know, amazing. and appreciate the fact that I paid for this. Yeah, um, but like oh, I said, yeah. if you have a friend that has an index, they can host the rooms and yeah, invite nice. you. And yeah. that's that's why you see so many people in one room. Yeah. It's like this one person that 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 has an index. Uh, uh, everyone just joins that person. So yeah, if you're smart, just just friend some people that that you know have an index, or just ask someone else, or just you know 
trying to make some friends. That yeah. reminds me of, uh, and Nathan will remember this. I don't know if Chris, maybe you had experience. Team Fortress Two back in the day mm-hmm. had a, if I remember, it was a DK One. Also D- DK Two, I think DK Two as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was like really rare back then, <laughs> and and you'd like see it, people running around with it on. Yeah. And I just remember like. It like tailed off the amount of times you'd see that. It just got so rare. I don't know if it was even possible. Uh, I remember looking I, for it on eBay once, going like, "I really want it now," but it was it was you couldn't even buy it. You know, for I don't no think money. I don't think anyone is selling it. Um, no, and I don't even know if it's tradable even. Yeah, um, but but um, it was cool. It was cool to see that in VR was fun. Yeah, yeah. I think cool. I think Palmer Lucky came up with that idea of you know you being able to wear it, but then also playing it in VR, of course, with the support. Mm. Uh, if you do want to play Team Fortress in VR, you can still do that. Um, it's just very hidden away, but you can kind of hack into the game a little bit. And then you have like native support. Um, it has, as far as I know, uh, positional tracking, uh, but you still have to play with a mouse or a keyboard or a controller. But mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed it, you know, playing as the scout, stealing a briefcase and then looking behind me like no one you know, was was uh, chasing me. It, it, it was great. So, uh, yeah. Really intense experience, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, totally, yeah, totally. <laughs> Crazy intense. So <laughs> some, of them, so, some of them not so bad, though. Like, I mean, if you were the heavy or the demo yeah. man or something, it was totally yeah. fine. But, yeah, Scout was the no, Scout was the, one, anyway. Yeah. Um, so the thing I want to talk about, like, uh, my highlight this week and kind of keeping on the Half-Life kind of vibe, uh, because I haven't played that much. Yet. As you know from last week, I wasn't around because I got a new puppy, so she's been kind of taking up a lot of my time, uh, bless her. Um, and I did get to check out the uh, the Half-Life Alex environments with Nathy last night. Um, but the game I want to highlight is Black Mesa. Um, now, this has kind of been in uh, in the making for, for years and years yeah. now and finally released out of early access on Steam yesterday. Hmm. And for those that Seriously? don't know what... Oh, right. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Okay, so that's, that's been in the... That's it's years. been years. That's it's like been seven years. years or something. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So I, I played that, I think, for the first time and the only time five five years ago. Yeah. And so I, I had actually completely forgotten about its existence until yesterday when all this... Um, well, my Twitter stream became entirely Black Mesa yeah. and I got really excited again. So um, I'm dedicating some time next week to go through that again because it was it, five years ago. It was an amazing experience. Yeah, yeah. and it's and great. So, you know, I got, I got to try it out. And um, if, if you're not familiar with what Black Mesa is, it's basically like a full fan recreation of the original Half-Life game. Um, sadly, it's not in VR. So, you know, bear that in mind. Um, but if you want to brush up on your like Half-Life lore, uh, then this is probably the perfect way to do it before Half-Life Alex releases. Um, this is going to cost you, uh, I think it's $19.99 in US dollars, $14.99 in British pounds. Um, whereas obviously the original Half-Life game is free at the moment up until Half-Life Alex releases. But this is like a much more polished version of the game you know every single bit of it has been recreated lovingly by this uh, dedicated uh, team uh, called the crowbar collective and they've worked together to basically bring it up to speed you know with updated graphics updated features um, new sections of the game as well and completely revamped sections like the zen section for example it's completely re- been redesigned um, and looks phenomenal mm-hmm. now that's good because zen was a ball ache that was yeah. not a fun that's like that's like the hat that's like the max pain blood trail levels that's, that's <laughs> yeah that oh yeah like with the crying baby falling oh, off blood God. trails starting over again and going like why did i decide to do games in my life just i should I, not be in this at all 
I'd completely forgotten about those. They were yeah, bad, that's... bad game design moments. But thank you for reminding I, me. I have God. flashbacks right now. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I played through um, the first section of the game. You know, the graphics look great. You can crank it up to ultra if you've got, you know, a decent PC. Looks really nice. Animations look great. So, you know, it's probably, if you've never played Half-Life before, you know, you kind of missed it out first time round. I would say go play back Black Mesa because this is probably, you know, the way to play it now, the definitive way to play it. So here's a question from chat. John Egbert says, recently played all of Half-Life 2. Do you recommend Black Mesa over the original? I would say so, just because of the additional content and the mm-hmm. polish and the updated graphics, because going back to the original now is quite hard. You know, we have fond memories of how good it looks, but when you go back and play, it's actually pretty yeah. rough. Um, although, you know, if you want to play in VR, you can, of course, check out the uh, the side quest mod, which is called Lambda One VR, yeah. um, and, and play it on the Oculus Quest Um you know, I, I think there. it's a good recommendation. Also for a new generations who came like after like the whole Half Life uh, thing, yeah. it's good to kind of have something more you know up to date. Although yeah. I'm sure that you know uh, the older gens bought an index now. They're like maybe I should just play all of the you know old school uh, mm-hmm. ones again. So it's good that there is something for everyone. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, like I said, just came out of early access yesterday. It's had overwhelmingly positive reviews on Steam. Um, so, yeah, I'd urge you to go check it out if you've missed Half-Life first time around. Uh, uh, so that's my and, highlight. Um, the only other thing that I've seen a few times now in chat, most lately from Anna UK, uh, had had said, let's see if I get her actual, th- where is the... <clears throat> Goddamn puppy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're yeah. going to have to show this puppy at some point. It's not just I, hashtag fake puppy, is it? No, I will I will show you. I, I will bring her on the show one time. Like, But she would absolutely cause like a whirlwind and destroy everything in this room. So um, she's beautiful and I adore her to bits, but she is uh, a monster and will destroy everything in her path. So, <laughs> uh, you know, until I'm just trained Just like all her. good children. Exactly, exactly. A fluffy baby for me. So, yeah, I will show her off uh, for sure. Um, <laughs> So let's get into the news then and uh, continue the trend of like the Half-Life theme of this week's show uh, because we're just over two weeks away from the game's release now. The hype train is definitely gaining momentum. We've had new gameplay and like we mentioned earlier, these new Steam uh, VR environments directly from Valve. Um, So let's talk about the gameplay footage as we've already sort of touched on the Steam environment stuff. Uh, And like I said earlier, don't worry, there's no spoilers as I know, you know, Zim um, and a lot of you out there don't want to watch the new footage because they want everything to be fresh and new for them when they experience the game for themselves. Yeah, I'll mention I'm running the original trailer from whatever, two, two and a half months ago. I'm not running any of the new stuff. I haven't yeah. seen the new stuff and you won't be seeing it today. Yeah. You, you mean you mean that one VR trailer is more than 10 million views? That yeah. one. Exactly. Wow. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> 10 million views. Um, so on Monday uh, this week, uh, Valve dropped three new gameplay videos of the game on their official YouTube channel. And also IGN showed off some exclusive gameplay uh, footage of their own as well. Uh, and without giving anything away, I think, you know, these games these videos really highlight the game's quality you know uh, it's visually very impressive the environments are rich with detail and the atmosphere is totally on point for a half-life game with you know really subtle lighting effects and and um, incredible sound design as well um so that's kind of as much information as i'm going to give you about the actual videos um you know it definitely shows off a level of polish that we've come to expect from Valve. Um, and, you know, we kind of learned through these videos that, that, that Half-Life Alex has been in development for three and a half years now. So it's probably one of the longest VR games in development up to this point. I don't think I know of a game that's been in development longer than this. So I think 
you know, when when the game comes out, I think it's fair to say it's going to live up to the hype that we all want it to. Um, but some of the things we learned from the videos without giving anything away, um, it, and one thing I want to address is a big cause for concern, and I see it everywhere on all the comments, um, you know, on, on all the social medias where people are sharing gameplay of this, and it's people saying or complaining that the game is teleport only, and that that is actually not the case. Um, yeah, the majority of the videos uh, show like a teleportation dash, or what they like to call um, uh, a shift teleport which mm. is like kind of a quick uh, dash teleport, which I kind of yeah. think it reminds me of the dash teleport from Doom VFR. You know, yeah. it's kind of like a blink so, and, and, yeah, and the blink. world rushes forwards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I really like that. Um, but there is smooth locomotion in this game as well, if you want to play yeah. it that way. Uh, and there was a dedicated video where they just showed yeah. smooth locomotion. It's, it's like the, the they shared three videos, as you said, funny three videos, I know. Um, but the, the, the first one... Like, they knew that the first one they were going to share was going to be the most watched one. So they just went for teleportation there because of the fact that most people are going to play Half-Life Alex with teleportation. Mm-hmm. Of course, in the VR community, it's like, ah, but outside of this VR bubble, yes. most people are going to use teleportation. They're going to use the stock uh, locomotion. Yeah, and there's actually two teleportation methods. There's a blink, what they call a blink, which is going to be where you you choose the location where you want to teleport to and it will fade to black and then fade back into the world again, which is like the most comfortable way. Mm. And then they've got the shift, which is like this dash teleport I'm talking about, which kind of like accelerates you through the world very quickly, but also looks quite comfortable. And then, of course, you've got smooth locomotion and also options for snap turning and all the other bits and pieces as well. the, The question is still, did they add this from you know from the start or had they you know did they add this later down the road we still don't know i think they did add it from the start because it seems and and i'll touch on why i think that very shortly um i do think it was something they had in mind from the very beginning Mm. um but one thing i also want to mention is that you can also manually climb ladders as well because that was another bone of contention when tested released their footage that Mm. they were showing teleporting up a ladder um but you can manually climb them if you want and that is again an option in the menu that I remember being a point of problem for me when I first started playing Asgard's. Yeah. Not to bitch more about Asgard's, but like it was like you were able to do smooth locomotion except for staircases and and cl- just like staircases you can do or you can press on the side and teleport down them. But ladders for some reason, like you had to skip particular rungs to be able to not That's fast right. teleport up. And it was like a real pain when you're yeah. someone who likes that immersion. I, I, but I, I, the other I, thing. I, I remember like the first time I, I was like, this is this is just immersion breaking was when I played Arizona. That was like the first yeah. time I was like, oh, yeah. oh wait, yeah. so I need the to first, teleport. The first... Yeah, yeah, like right at the start. I was like, yeah. wait, why can I? I was like, and didn't work. And then since but then, you... I, I'm like into like letter climbing <laughs> for some reason. You're right in Asgard, though. <laughs> they, they did it kind of subtly in that if there, there's a rag on one of the rungs of the ladders, and if you touch the rag, then you teleport, but if you skip the rag, then you can manually climb it. So that's kind of a smart... skip the rung with the rag. Yeah, Yeah. the the other... But the thing I have to say, though, and I understand this from early VR, like 2014, I was playing Minecraft uh, at the time. I forget what it was called, whatever, by Stella Artois, the dev, who was working on the build at the time. But it was Minecraft VR, right? Climbing up a 255 block height ladder in VR is incredibly difficult on your neck. And I mean, like... (laughs) You get you are in pain by the time you get to the top of that, and you guys know I've gone to the extents of the earth in, in Minecraft before, but 
Oh my god, like that learned, or just like, just axing trees and stuff, like that's but, but, not good for humans. Wait, 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 so you, you had to, you had to look up and then also run in, in, in place No, 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 I wasn't running there. at the time, they didn't have that mode, but <laughs> okay. it well, was then still you're a lucky. lot. Because you had lucky. to crane your neck back, like perfectly up, because if you looked left or right, you would fall off the ladder and fall oh down. Oh my god. So you can imagine that, but the other thing I, I heard this week, which um, maybe Mike, you've seen as well on the reddits, um, single-handed support. Yeah, gameplay. absolutely. That's amazing. Yeah. That's and a this great is, idea. This is exactly why I don't think this is just like put in recently. I think this was their design intention all along, you know, make the game accessible for anyone and everyone to play this game. And it's a really good point. And basically, you know, if you're left or right handed, you can play the game. And also, if you only have the ability of one hand, you can play the full game with a single controller. And I think that's really amazing foresight from Valve to incorporate that and make this game accessible for as many people as possible. And, really and, nice. and, and just a single controller and then also every controller. Yeah, yeah, that's, multiple that's, headsets as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I gotta say, I know the accessibility side is awesome, and that's the underscore. But to be able to play Half-Life Alex all the way through with the beer in your hand, man, that's awesome, man. <laughs> the future is here, and the future is good. It, it, I, I'm sure it's going to be an interesting experiment. Like, I, it, it's been a while ago I played a game with one hand. I think, like, Cloudlands Minigo was the last one I, I really, you know, mm. tried. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, yeah. There, well, no, Pistol Whip, uh, Pistol Whip is probably the, the latest single-handed <laughs> game. But there are very few single-handed mm. games, uh, except for the entire library of Oculus Go and Samsung VR <laughs> yes. titles. Yes, yes. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, but one thing out of all of the, the gameplay uh, that kind of struck me is there's one thing I'm concerned about, and that is, although smooth locomotion uh, is in the game, it does look quite slow compared to the, the shift teleport. Mm. And I just wonder... The, the way the game's designed, I wonder if you're actually at a disadvantage playing smooth locomotion compared to the yeah. shift teleport because it's so much faster. Surely that's a slider though, Mike, because most, most games with smooth teleport have a speed of... Yeah, and, slide, and with all the basically. other accessibility options they've added, you know, it's probably, you're probably right there that they probably do include the speed as well. But yeah. certainly comparing the footage, you know, you could easily shift teleport out of the way of enemy fire, but the slow loco locomotion, smooth locomotion look like you'd be in the enemy fire for a lot longer, therefore taking more damage and therefore making the game a bit harder or... Yeah, but so it's, it's going like, to be interesting. You know, you know, you know for, for decent footage that doesn't jar you, that's one problem with VR, which uh, has been the case since opening doors, mm. which is you can't... Like, tracking a VR player's motion when you're watching it on a 2D panel is not particularly comfortable. And so when you're creating a trailer, I think they would have... Just two slowed reasons. it down. I think they would have slowed it down for the vide videography reasons. I think they would have slowed it down as the default in the game anyway for people who are like, ah, I want to do smooth, right? And it might be their first VR game. Th that's going to be default slow. They're not going to go default max speed. Yeah, anyway. I think that's a really good point. That's a good point. So, yeah. so Chris, do you think uh, uh, Space Pirate Trainer would work with one hand? Um, yeah, for sure. That's a, it's a way to play it. Is not. I mean, you can play with two shooters if you want, but um, we've been mm -hmm. advocates from the start that you can have left hand gun, right hand gun, left hand shield, right hand shield. Mm -hmm. That's been a part of the gameplay since since gate day yeah. one. Um, heavily influenced by the work of Alchemy Labs, the um, the job simulator team who really have been pushing the single handed gameplay for a long time. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's amazing that Half Life can do it. Yeah, uh, the amount of features that are in this set. I mean, I haven't. I also am avoiding as much video as I can, so I haven't watched yes this week's stuff. 
Um, but I cannot <laughs> wait to dive in. in. It's like two and a half weeks away. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I can't wait to dive into that, that barrel of a feature set that I can now do with one controller. Yeah. Um, and I cannot wait to do it with my index. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? The excitement, the bubble that's there. The only thing that I feel is like, I feel like I've got a parka of like warm mink fur coat, right? This giant, like I'm a giant, like I just look like a pimp, right? And I just want to give a big bear hug to everybody who yet has not been birthed into VR and understood it's a thing. Like yep. for everybody who's been like, ah, gimmick, gimmick, gimmick. I, I hope that this wave kind of goes out there and it does impress us as much as it looks impressive mm. and if it does i hope it means a whole bunch of people get to experience vr for the first time because that's to experience vr for the first time in 2020 with current technology they're lucky you oh, know yeah. they're fucking like it's almost perfect now it's crazy like you were talking before about half-life um one in vr and mm. that was one of, that was i I still can't really stomach that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, and so that was, I think, I guess, 2013 that that was yep. first kicked around. Yep. Yeah. And we're now eight years later where I am so excited. I still can't play Half-Life 1 in VR. I, I'm talking about smooth motion and yeah. snap turning. These are things that I, I can't do. Yeah. Um, I remember I remember playing um, Half-Life 2 with the Razer Hydras. Uh, right, uh, right. Yeah, on the, on the DK1. And it was savage. It, it, it KO'd me for like four hours. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's harsh. So I still get KO'd by my modern day release games that use um, smooth motion. Like wow, there's really? some times where oh. I just can't do it. Yeah. Um, I, I suffer vertigo sometimes even playing Beat Saber. Wow. Wow. It's, yeah. Like, wow. Um, that's one of the reasons why Space Pirate Trainer is is a stationary, like stationary. Yeah. There's no locomotion. You use your legs. Yeah. Um, is that the, um, the core team really can't stomach much motion. That's, that's so interesting to hear that, yeah. But like you say, you know, the fact that we've been talking about a Half-Life game in VR, you know, sometimes I have to pinch myself that this is even real, you know, that yeah. this is even happening. It, it's, it feels so surreal because it's something that we've wanted for such yeah. a long time. And I've been, I've been waiting just for the lab too for so long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like anything too. out of that team, like just even like, like uh, last year, I think there was a Halloween skin, skin mod thing you could download. That's right. Weird... Like it was it last year? Or like a, it was like a candy store? Yeah. Candy store. Yeah, and, and that was just one of those moments of just absolute joy that was just like five seconds of, of experience. But um, my goodness, that, that, that team <laughs> that is so capable and I cannot wait to dive into a full game because they've also been waiting for so long to release this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Three and a half years, it seems now in the making, if not longer. Um, so, yeah, that is uh, the, the news on Half-Life, Alex. So a lot of locomotion options, lots of different comfort options. It's going to be accessible to whether we, whether you're a brand new newcomer to VR or you're the most hardcore VR veteran. I think they're going to have options for everyone. So I think uh, that's, that's, that's great on, on Valve's behalf. Uh, so whilst we're still on the subject of Valve, let's quickly talk about the other news this week. And that is that the Index will be coming back in stock on Monday. So you have a couple of days to train your F5 finger to yeah. mash the refresh button as it's unlikely that this stock is going to last very long. Um, yeah. It's been confirmed by Valve uh, on the uh, Valve Index subreddit uh, that complete bundles and individual items such as just controllers or just the headset will be available to order yeah. on Monday. The, uh, the stock will be going live at 5pm UTC. Uh, so if you want an index, just make sure you're ready as this is going to be your moment. Yeah. As after this, I think it's going to be a long, long time again before they're back in stock. It's 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 it's, it's similar to you know Black Friday in the United States, but yeah. the, the 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 pro part is is that you don't die, so it's pretty safe to hit F5. You might lose a finger, but 
Hey, that, that's that's okay. But this is exactly what we had to do when the the, the index first oh, launched. Oh my god! You know, yeah, we, like I, I know you were there, Nate. Yeah, <laughs> I was there. Um, you know, Same. hitting the refresh yeah. button. I ordered. You I did. Ordered. I just ended I, up canceling three days later. I was like, I can't buy three headsets. It's like I'm, I'm two and a half grand on headsets. I'm not, I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and I'm I'm really happy I canceled. But um, for everyone who has an index and has an index ready for this release, this is your time. Yeah. Absolutely. What about you, Chris? Were you sort of there on the verge or did you get one early as a developer from Valve? Do you have relationships um, with them or can you talk about that or not? We, we happen to have one early. So when, when, the, when it launched, I got excited still. Yeah. And I, I did buy one. Yeah. So, that I, I mean, I, I, I see a, a separation between Chris Haney Eye Illusions and Chris Haney at home. Right. So I have my index at home, um, which is my index. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely we were playing around with them earlier. We had to get knuckle support. Oh, oh, sorry. Um, what are they called? Index, Index controller. controller support. Yeah. Um, so we had that for a while, um, but getting Space Pirate Trainer, I mean, optimized for Index wasn't a thing. It was just getting the um, controller support. Right. Right. But uh, I was definitely there the day that the quest was um, available. Oh, so yeah. I desperately needed a second quest. Yeah. Um, and oh my goodness, that was yeah. So was that the same week? It, it they were so close. Like close. Rift S Quest and Index was so was close days. together. Velve was like, my credit card statement was was not nice. <laughs> yeah, that's I remember that. <laughs> but like the things I want to say for people who don't yet have or have experience with like like Nathan described it, black market Friday of the internet. Couple of things that can help you. Browsers like Chrome and Firefox have the ability to you know store an address detail card information, that type of thing. If you're like a PayPal user, get your account information, enable like one-click processing. All that kind of stuff can help you win in that yeah. battle. The other thing is there's a, an auto-refresh plugin for most browsers, which you can set it, like set two tabs. If you have two monitors, great. One's auto-refreshing every five seconds, so you can see when it's ready. <laughs> and the other one, you plug your details into. Because you don't want it, you don't want to plug your details in, which has happened to me on the CV1 order. And then have it refresh, and you're like, "Oh no, I'm at the back of the queue now." So those are some quick tips from Zim in terms of uh, yeah. winning at the website entry game. Nice, yeah. but also I would say is don't be surprised if it crashes, the website crashes, because I know we had real problems yeah. uh, getting when the original stock came in uh, yeah. that it crashed and, and broke. And well, any any time a Steam sale starts, <sighs> yeah, and I mean any time, like every yeah. every summer sale, every winter sale, <laughs> everything, there's always a crash of the website, and so when they have new hardware launches, it's the same. Yeah. Uh, so so, um, I, I can also say that, that that next to let's say pre-ordering one through the you know website or like ordering one the moment it goes up, you could also uh, go to like your local marketplace you know websites and mm -hmm. buy one there. I know like Half Life will not be the game will not be attached to your order, um, but it's it's also a safe option to go for because for example you know I live in a small country um, and there are enough. You like, live in a bigger country than I do. <laughs> I don't think so, but yeah, you, you sure. In terms of population or just size, yeah, geographical just all, size, all of the things. Yeah. All of them. You're, you're, Netherlands isn't that small. You're fine. Okay, but but uh, <laughs> okay. Thank you for the compliment. And it's not size that matters. It's not size. For some reason, it's how you use it. It's a great country. For some reason, I, I, I think this invasion starts now. <laughs> But um, no, but uh, what I noticed is that um, you know the Quest, uh, the Index, uh, also other headsets on on the Dutch marketplace are you know uh, easy to get, and the prices are not crazy high. I know that in the United States it's it's you know mental, but um, if you want to buy something overseas, it's not that bad. You know the prices are are good. So 
you know, secondhand or sometimes even new on a local marketplace is a, is a, is a good way to go, I would say. Nice. So there you have it. Mark it in your diaries. Monday the 9th of March, 5pm yeah. UTC, if you want yourself a Valve Index. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, good luck yeah, absolutely. The races, You'll yeah. need it. Um, okay, so next up, uh, we're going to be talking about 11 uh, table tennis. Uh, this is cool. So we're moving away from the Valve news and uh, talking about something cool I found on the Oculus subreddit this week. And that's a, a genius out there from the VR community has made a 3D printed table tennis paddle for use with 11 Table Tennis on Oculus Quest and Rift S. Um, <laughs> so 11 Table Tennis, it's been out for a while on PC, um, but recently yeah. released on uh, the Oculus Store for Oculus Quest. And a lot of people really love this game. Um, it's, a, it's a really good simulation of Table Tennis um, that you can play both online multiplayer with other players around the world or single player with bots. Uh, yeah. if you Again, want to. way more hype than the PC version. Oh yeah, like I think it's done significantly better on Quest than it has on on PC. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised with that at all. Uh, I remember playing this myself when it first came out uh, on PC and thinking it was really cool, but I suck at table tennis in real life, (laughs) which then means you do suck at table tennis in VR. Like you do have to have that one-to-one, you know, hand coordination um, and I just suck at both. So sadly, uh, you know, I'm not very good at it, but... um, a table tennis fan out there, and a VR fan of course, on Reddit known as Soul Knight, has made a custom designed table tennis paddle which can accommodate an Oculus Touch controller uh, to simulate the feeling of playing with a real paddle. And the cool thing is that this guy has designed this, this 3D printed paddle to have the same centre of gravity and weight as a real paddle. Um, which weighs in at 167 grams uh, altogether, including the controller, which is really awesome. So a lot of thought and effort has been put into this design. Mm. Um, and the great thing is that if you have access to a 3D printer, you can print this accessory off yourself for free and will just cost you in 3D printed materials and some nuts and bolts to hold it together, mm. which is amazing. And you can uh, then decorate it too, make it your own. Custom colors, everything you want. Yeah, I've actually added a link to the 3D print file on Thingiverse in the description down below. So if you've got a 3D printer, and you're into table tennis, uh, go print it and check it out and let us know what you think of it because I'd love to know, uh, especially if you're a big fan of table tennis games. Eleven is actually quite good on Quest. Um, Mm. I played it last weekend. We covered it in the releases last week and then I played it on the Sunday just after the podcast. And um, they've only got two environments, so it's quite restricted that way. But I would concur with the uh, barrage of comments that you see now about Eleven being the better simulator. Um, the ball physics are very precise. And again, we were talking about this last week that it's a, um, it's a, it's an excellent, uh, application for distance, like hangouts, because you can talk while you're paddling with a friend or whatever. And there were a few tips that, again, I used to play ping pong when I was, uh, when I was a kid, we had a ping pong table, Rowdy was the same. So we were talking about this last week, but uh, some of the tips, if you aren't good and you want to get better at something like 11, is there's a mode that's been built into 11 where you can reduce the error rate of the computer opponent if you're playing against a computer, not a, an online player. So if you start on an easy and you reduce their error amount and you can return the ball 10 times, then crank it up to the next level, return the ball 10 times. If you can get up to, I think it was easy, medium, I think it's hard or normal, um, you're good for online play then. And that mm. will help you to feel a lot more confident with the game. The only thing that I would say is um, if you're really limited in your play space, 
not the best choice of game because you really do uh, it, again it's kind of like Space Pirate Trainer in that you need that kind of 3 by 3 cube to be able to step left and right dramatically anyone who thinks ping pong is about standing in place and just you know swatting the ball left and left and right no you've got to move <laughs> laterally quite a bit if so, you want to win for sure if you want to win yeah and if anyone's watched like a professional <laughs> Uh, ping pong table then you need oh, a, more like a warehouse space <laughs> a warehouse yeah I just wanted to say so in the, in the chat someone is asking if uh, if it's also a cross platform uh, um, I don't believe so I'm not sure I don't believe so from what I saw but yeah because yeah. because the quest when I played it it was just just out and um, it was for the most part empty and 11 on the PC gets quite a bit I can check that on the side here while we're sure. Yeah, and the other the other sort of table tennis game out there is Racket Fury. I think that's the only one you sort of can compare it to, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, Eleven, you know, has now actually have have the developers have seen this three D printed adapter and added uh, support for it in the game. So there is a click button uh, in the menu system for VR adapter, uh, and you click that, and it's already calibrated to that design. So it's going to be one to one, perfectly set up. So uh, really nice collaboration between the community and the developers here to integrate this really neat little accessory mm -hmm. and I think it's a, a really cool I, lo I love it when I see the creativity from the community to come up with an idea like this and it actually gets integrated into the game I think that's that's yeah. totally amazing the other game that uh, on desktop VR ping pong pro is the third one in the triangle ping of ping pong, pong mm -hmm. games I've not tried that one I think it's on PSVR and PC not on yep. quest though so but Racket Fury is a little bit more arcadey but if you like accessorizing your player character yeah. Uh, and playing against robots uh, and, again, more interesting scenes. Easier for somebody who isn't good at ping pong. Uh, Racket Fury is another really solid game. R Racket Fury also has a pretty good multiplayer aspect, too. It does. Um, it does. So I had a lot of fun just chatting to random people being very bad at ping pong. <laughs> I'm terrible, but I love playing that game. That's yeah. awesome. The other, the only advice I can give you is that uh, just remember the table isn't actually there and don't try and lean on it. Um, I've seen that so many times oh, with wow. like ping pong and uh, like snooker and pool games. Yeah. yeah. People try and lean on the table. Don't, don't do that. Um, so yeah, we were going to talk about lies beneath, but um, Rowdy and Zim talked about it on last week's show. So I'm going to skip uh, past that bit of news and that is the end of the news this week. Um, so let's pass it over to Zim for uh, the releases. Not sure if we've got uh, that much lined up. Actually, I didn't actually I check always, myself. I always, I always, I always dig into and find something, Mike. Always <laughs> intrigued. Always, yeah. always interesting, whether good or bad. We've got. He's always got ones. something to surprise you with. Yeah, I've, I've, I've found some here. The thing is, my, my, uh, my objective every week is to find stuff that I would play myself or pay money for or whatever. And if I can manage that, <laughs> at least three games. Is that seriously the so the, the everything you showed so far? Is what you would play and oh, you would can, buy. Can I just say two words? Shark Inferno. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I wanted to say too. So, or Temple of Pizza. Not, not every. There, there is comedic effect here as well in play. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Right, okay. Right. We gotta, we gotta get some comedy in. So uh, this first one is looking pretty neat. It's not often we get, um, in my opinion, uh, surprise launches on PSVR. So uh, this one by Recluse Industries Limited, which is, I understand, a single um, mm. indie game dev. Launched on the 3rd of March for £12, about $15. Separation is, um, is a first-person adventure at its most ambient and atmospheric. A meditation on solitude, loss, and the spiritual path, Separation is a unique journey to a place of epic desolation. The background of this game is very interesting. Um, since losing his father in 2010 and battling depression, 
The developer wanted to create a space where you could explore the feelings of emptiness and loss. It's a symbolic journey that the player is free to interpret however they would like. Playtime on this game is around three hours. Some, some players have reported taking five to seven hours, like uh, Parole for PSVR or Polish Paul VR. I think those guys have said that it took them about five to seven hours. But it's kind of a uh, this expansive journey. Again, we like to call these things kind of walking simulators, a bit of poetry in motion, yeah. um, with a sublime electronic soundtrack by Vector Lovers, who I haven't heard of before, but... Separation on PSVR. There you go. There's a new one. Did you guys hear about that one? Yeah, uh, that's interesting. I, I haven't heard of that one before. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of Paper Beasts, which is also coming out soon um, with that yeah. kind of like, you know, walking simulator. Or is that something you're going to talk about? Right now? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. no. I, I don't have a release date for that. So if, uh, if, if you know it's coming out anytime soon, then maybe you've uh, got something that I don't know. No, I think so, it's I think it's relatively yeah. soon. It's been in the works for a while. Yeah, yeah. So um, we'll see. <laughs> Along with others, I can't wait to talk about Half Life Alex when it's the week <laughs> of. You know, week before that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. This next one has the easily the most difficult to pronounce name that I have ever had to run on this show, and that is we we did that one that was like ayahuasca, which was that. Um, uh, uh, trip from vines and stuff in Brazil where you drank a fluid and you went on a drug trip, basically. Drug-induced dream. Uh, mm -hmm. This one is, and I have to refer to my notes here, Miltersander, uh, Miltersander in Iceland, right? So there's a um, there's a Unreal Engine-based game. And again, it's kind of a similar theme to Separation. Miltersander is a four, it's a free flat experience, four pounds for the VR mode, by Caves of RD and launched on 6th of March. Um, this one reminds me of Dear Esther or The Long Dark, an incredibly pretty game showing you and inspired by Iceland's unique landscape and colors. The developer sought to make out a realistically inspired exploration experience set on Iceland's southern coast. The game is a short immersive walkthrough, an expansion section of land with moss and glaciers, Foggy grasslands and waterfalls, very scenic vistas. It's got a mechanic for taking photos while you play through the game. A bit like, I don't know, Pokemon Boto or whatever those games Pokemon were. Pokemon Snap. Pokemon Snap, thanks. Um, and it, your attentiveness and eagerness to explore will be rewarded uh, with access mm. to hidden areas that will be easily missed by a rushed player. Okay. As someone who was a big fan of Dear Esther, again, I would call that kind of poetry in motion, this is another game that oddly, in the same week, uh, is coming out. This is for PC VR headsets. I saw support for, as well for the Mixed Reality Bundle, Index and Rift S. And uh, I think it beckons us to go and get immersed with the latest visual technology supplied by Unreal Engine 4. The, These are spectacular images. Yeah, it, it is It is honestly one of the best-looking Unreal games that I've seen. Uh, Saints and Sinners probably being the latest again version. I've been talking Saints all day, but... That was I didn't know that was an Unreal game until the very end of it, um, and it, it, the the fog, for instance, in this game and the kind of yeah. dynamic volumetric uh, nature of it is, is spectacular. So when I caught this one, I was like, "This is immediately something I want to be playing." And the comments and ratings for it on Steam are very high. So uh, although it's only launched just recently, it was at something like what was it like four and a half stars on the platform that I saw it on, and uh, a lot of people were speaking very well about it. But again, mm -hmm. it's you're, this is not a high-octane action game, right? This is something that um, you're going to play around with in VR. And the nice thing is, if you want to give it a go, as I said, it's free on flat. If you want the VR version, then you have to pay four quid, $5. Four. Yeah. 
Interesting, I'm, yeah. I'm in. That's I think a great. great. Yeah. yeah, a lot of um, a lot of people are saying it, the the visuals remind them of Death Stranding, which I think is really yeah. fair. Yeah. 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 It looks, it, yeah. it has that vibe about it. Um, and also, um, they asked, could you please post the name in the chat so they can look at that because <laughs> they wasn't quite sure. <laughs> how, how do you spell that? It's uh, well, look, search for Iceland in VR. You'll probably get it. Uh, oh, it was only just released in on 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 Steam. Paradise so. Decay has posted a link. Yeah, Thanks. Bless, yeah, bless Sander is how you pronounce yeah, for that. For the audio listeners, this is a, again a good opportunity to watch us live on YouTube if you if you you know have a screen somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. this looks great. It does look great. Really interesting. It it's kind of it, it's striking me as some of the scenes from the lab. Mm. It's the second time I mentioned it today. But there's one yep. one um, um, capture that they did in I think I think it was in Iceland. Yep. And it's reminding me of that, but completely immersive and i desperately want to go back to them, those vistas from uh, from the lab and this looks like it could be the experience that i've been waiting for yeah. so yeah good um, suggestion nice suggestion there you go um mm. again that was my uh, that was my gem of the week and now we go to an old favorite uh which i know the mm. lads have played covert is landing finally uh on other platforms and so we've got uh from white elk a game uh, that allows you to get with a buddy on a tablet or a phone um, and go do some bond work. You can play as a hacker or a thief, um, and you can help your uh, help your team cooperatively to take down some pretty bond-like missions. So team up and pull off the heist of a century. Uh, recruited by a mysterious client, you and a partner take on a series of high-profile heists. Utilize gadgets to infiltrate uh, heavily guarded uh, facilities as the crafty thief in VR. Sneak past guards, hack through laser grids, crack safes, and much more. So I know you lads had some fun. I think you guys got together in person yeah. for yeah. some covert. I've done it with my wife. Um, and it's, uh, I think the only thing that I would say as they copy it on their website, check to make sure that you have a compatible tablet or phone before you go buy the VR game. But actually, you're only putting money into the VR game. So much like Akron or something like that, the model is free for the mobile player, you pay for the VR app, and then you have some fun times. But um, I think for a game that's like this, I was surprised to find that it had as many hours as it does. They cite, what, five or six hours uh, gameplay? And certainly I can say I haven't beaten mm -hmm. it yet, and I had two or three game sessions with my wife in it. How'd you guys get on? We, yeah, we had a, we had a, like a lot of fun playing this game. Uh, we we laughed so much playing this. Uh, and yeah. like you said, I flew over to the Netherlands, stayed with Nathy for a week, and we we played this as one of the sort of games that we we covered during that time. Um, we played it so much, in fact, that the the goes that we were using completely ran out of batteries <laughs> mid recording oh, no. uh, whilst we were playing, which oh. was an absolute nightmare. So we had to postpone yeah. the second half of the recording for like a few hours whilst the yeah. go was re recharging. Uh, but yeah, we had a lot of fun with it, and you know, yeah, Voodoo DE came on hang out yeah, with he us watched as well. us play he watched us play live so that was kind of fun for him oh um, but yeah we had an absolute blast and I would, I would highly recommend <sighs> it because I think especially if you've got family members or you know uh, brothers and sisters that you, you've only got one headset and you, they kind of want to get involved this is such a great way and like you mentioned Akron uh, another great game where you can get your family members and friends involved without having a second headset you know they yeah. can play on the mobile device and actually you know they're an important part of the game you can't play the game without them no. um so uh, it's a really cool model and i, I love games yeah. like this i i think the trailer that they have for this game is not selling it enough that well yeah um so i'm, I'm not saying like go go you know have you seen a good trailer for an asymmetric game uh, Akron was kind of just 
was, was pretty good, but it's, it is hard. Trying to sell, trying to sell that. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, it's hard. Coming from the from like trying to sell just a, a single player VR game, yeah. it's already hard. Trying to sell yeah. an asymmetric play where someone is not yeah. playing the game, but they're yeah. on a flat device. Yeah. Um, like we've been in talks with some companies, some some, some developers making asymmetric games. How do you sell that? And yeah. it's really hard. Mm. So um, I, I like for me, it pops up like mixed reality is something that kind of works. Um, but no, uh, Mike and I sold it in the end. So, I, so, I, so I, I, I totally playing. agree with Chris's yeah, point, though. Like, it. I mean, in terms of seeing it, even if you've got like Akron or Covert, I've seen them both played by streamers, people like Ramarcus, for instance, who's done a show with his kids or whatever, and he's got the tablet screens captured and all that stuff. Yeah. It still doesn't get across the feeling of playing it. Yeah. Like, and I, like you can show it, you can show it. But um, you can even film, like uh, you're doing mixed reality of the VR player and maybe just a, a screen of the other person playing yeah. on the tablet, but it doesn't have the same sort of cat and mouse sort of giant, like giant yeah. versus small person. Like there's, there's, a, there's a team in, in Belgium making Panoptic, which is another asymmetric I game Panoptic. that I adore. Yeah, it's good. Um, but trying to sell that without playing it is really hard. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. I think making, you know, even tr just traditional trailers for VR as well oh. is, is very difficult. Um, you know, we were going to talk about Lies Beneath, but, you know, uh, you guys talked about it on last week's show. But again, you know, when you watch the, the gameplay of that, although, you you know, you understand it as a VR gamer, for someone that's never played a VR game before watching that, it's very difficult to understand what that experience would be like. Yeah. 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 Yeah, especially with like comic book pop-outs and the the kind of layers of immersion yeah. does hmm. not. If you haven't put put a VR headset on yet, you're just not gonna. Yeah, it's not gonna click, right? You're not gonna get yeah. it. Um, so last thing I'll say there is, and I always like highlighting at least uh, kind of one review a week if I can on this on covert. Um, Joby One Kenobi said on Oculus Home reviews, he said, "Great, <laughs> great name, right? Um, Amazing name, <laughs> Joby One Kenobi. Uh, great fun." Good for bonding and teamwork. The controls are a bit of a pain, it's true, uh, but it doesn't detract from the fun. Today I watched my 12-year-old son in VR, my 4-year-old on the tablet, and the two of them had a great time working together. I wish there were more games like this. And as a, as a dad, I can say that like VR co-op games are a, an excellent way for kids to learn, like, how do you work together? Um, you know, how do you get over frustrating bits? All that kind of stuff. Like, it, it's a really, really handy thing. So mm -hmm. that, that, is, uh, that is covert. Mm -hmm. um, one more little piece of uh, tidbit of news here, which I caught just coming into the podcast, uh, and I can see the gentleman is uh, three hours away from finishing. You guys know I like Skyrim. Well, there is a 24-hour Skyrim stream right now. Skyrim VR on a treadmill. Can you guys guess who's running this? A treadmill. Disrupt. Yep, bingo. Disrupt running 24 hours on a treadmill. And I've seen him. He's going the whole time. How he has that much stamina, I have no clue. Uh, he's been Holy going for about crap. two hours that I've been watching him. He's he's 19 hours in, I think. 19, is it? No, 21 hours in on his 24 hours. So he's got three hours to go. This is awesome. Can't, uh, you know, after the show this, or whatever, go catch this guy. Um, he's this, He's, he's got to be tired at this stage. That's a lot of hours this, to be running. This, this man keeps pushing the boundaries of what's possible in VR. It's like... Mental. That's not this about VR. That's what's possible. No one can run on a treadmill for longer than twenty minutes. Yeah. Surely. Well, yeah, apparently. exactly. You're all this, crazy. This, Anyone no, saying this, anything? This guy's from a different planet, man. This, yeah. This, this, I, I, yeah, I've literally seen him running for at least two hours. Now he's, he, he takes uh, breaks like walking and stuff, yeah. but he's been moving. <laughs> 
constantly since I started watching. I don't know if he's taking breaks or whatever, but um, <laughs> holy cow. Good good on you, Disrupt. Uh, I And good game to choose. I, I, want, I want to see Mike doing the same, but then with, with cyber shoes. So the, hours. This, this is where the video, the title of the video will be Man Dies in VR first time. <laughs> That'll be me. I'll be collapsed on the floor dead. Um, from but yeah, hats from, off from to From cyber shoes? Don't you sit down with those? <laughs> even, even that's hard going, though, after a, few, a couple of hours, I would say. Um, but yeah, yes. amazing. So that's amazing. it. So uh, those are our releases and a little bit of uh, extra news wow. there at the end for the week. So separation for PSVR. Uh, middle sender for uh, for PC VR, covert rift in PSVR launch, and uh, disrupt doing twenty four hours on a treadmill. So, uh, yeah. by the way, uh, does he also use horses and stuff, or is he just running around all the time? I saw him running when he was like opening chests and doors and stuff. He is constantly running, even if his character game character isn't running. Oh it's very odd. Oh, yeah, wow. Very odd. So, so quick question to Chris then before we move into um, talking about Space Pirate Trainer and Space Pirate Arena and everything else. Um, do you sort of do you sort of tend to pick up on these like indie titles that are sort of you know underlying that sort of fly under the radar? Do you get to play these games? Because sometimes I, I do my best. Yeah. I do my best to. Follow. I mean, it's hard to play them all. Mm. Um, and you're talking before about playing like um, uh, the, the 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 titles to completion. Like I I never get to complete a game, especially a VR title. My my objective for this is usually to see the mechanic understand the mechanic and then learn from it yeah um but uh, yeah I, I do my best to play whatever i can yeah especially been digging the oculus quest titles that have been coming out lately like it's much easier for me to get time on that than it is on my pc to play yeah yeah just because of the accessibility time is just so much quicker right you just put it on yeah. and you're in uh yeah for sure but i'd imagine like a lot of these like little indie titles sometimes they have unique uh, mechanics that are quite interesting from a developer's point of view that but also a lot of these indie titles are coming from from friends of mine yeah um and so i'm as a friend compelled to try them yeah um either either as a as someone saying hey can you try this early mechanic that i've been working on out or um just to appreciate them and 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 support them in in, in making a sale yeah because uh they, everyone in, in the vr community is very small mm-hmm. um and we need as much support from each other as we can get that's very very true very true kind of leads us on nicely into the main topic of this week then because um uh, we're going to be talking about uh, eye illusions obviously this is chris hanny if you've just joined us recently on the stream we're going to be talking about space pirate arena uh, a local multiplayer arena game um that they've been testing and playing around with on oculus quest um and maybe because you know you've, you've put, sort of hit the nail on the head there that you're kind of veterans in the vr space you know you were there from the very very beginning of of consumer headsets being available to buy um and with with space pirate uh, trainer so maybe you can tell us about how i illusions started and how you know you were kind of sold on the idea of vr and the development of space pirate trainer before we get into uh arena yeah, so before we double down on us being veterans like we still feel like new kids on the block because um this this tech has been going back for decades um, and we were not there from the launch of, of um, DK1. I mean, we were there as customers, but we weren't there as developers. Like um, you look at Cloudhead, who we look to as absolute gods mm. in this field, like the, the team behind the gallery and Pistol Whip. Um, they have been doing amazing stuff since long before we were even considered in the VR realm. Um, so we'll go back to our, our story. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, iIllusion started when, I guess... Uh, maybe 12 years ago, Dirk Van Welden, you can find him on Twitter with Quark Cannon, 
um, started playing around with a very early version of Unity. I think it may have been 1.0.3 or something. Um, trying to make simple games on his re relatively early Mac. Like we're talking 2005, maybe 2006. Um, just making games. He was really interested in snowboarding games and just trying to make something fun. And then the iPhone came out and that's when his first game came out. He launched a game on the very first, I think first month of the iOS app store. Um, and from there, he sort of kept on toiling around and then released a game on 2013, which I sort of, that was when I came into the company, helped him out with that. That was a, um, a Steam release called Elemental, um, which is a, still uh, nine years later, I still look back on that game as a, as a beautiful moment of, of platforming indie gameplay. Mm -hmm. um, and then from 2014 to 15, we we're focusing on iOS games mobile mm -hmm. um and then out of the blue this little company called valve um contacted us with a htc vive um i think it was even before the it was an early prototype of the vive and that just rocked up on on, a, on dirk's uh, doorstep and within a few weeks he had made his first first person shooter wow and that's when he called me up to say chris um i've got this really weird prototype of this weird tech that arrived two weeks ago <laughs> um can you have a look at it and yeah. It blew my mind, like, and it still blows my mind. Every time I, I, I step into an experience in VR, I still blow my mind. But that first moment, my, my, my first moment in VR was playing Space Pirate Trainer. Wow, that's awesome. And it was early, it was very early, but it was a lot of the, the, the core gameplay was, was there, or at least the hints of that gameplay was there. Yeah, it's really, so, it's really interesting to see that, you know, you guys, uh, you know, to sort of... Um, like hyperbolic magnetism, the beat games devs before they changed their name, um, mm. they were also developing iOS games yeah. uh, prior to getting into VR. So it's interesting you had that kind of similar start. Um, and it's it's interesting that, that Valve uh, got in contact with you and obviously saw uh, you know the creati creativity from the iOS development and, and the Steam game uh, and said, look, we've got this new hardware, uh, which was obviously developed in combination with HTC at the time, um, and said, can you make something cool with this? And that's kind of oh, hats off to, to Valve. Like uh, yeah. Chet from Valve is was one of our heroes. Um, they said don't meet your heroes, but I urge you to go out and meet him sometime. Yeah. Um, if he'll meet anyone else again, but uh, he been with us for a long time, and he they, they, Valve really, really, really helps us um, find our feet, um, and so we're really, really proud and happy to call them our friends. Yeah. Um, really, really amazing stuff. That's why I'm super excited about what they've been secretly doing with this next um, next chapter of, of their uh, their existence. Like, I cannot wait for Alex, and I cannot wait to talk more about it. Yeah, so I haven't I haven't got any more information about it other than what you've seen, and I haven't even watched the videos that you saw this yeah. week. So yeah, yeah. Um, the the first few months of of um, of our of our Vive experience was was epic. We went from an iOS developer to overnight a VR developer. Um, and then we've been pretty much full-time game making ever since um, uh, the Vive launched. Mm. And how was that for you? Like, you know, launching uh, as one of the first sort of lineups for like, you know, the Vive when that came out, how, how was that for you in terms of like, um, was it like a successful, were you happy with like, you know, the sales numbers and the performance and stuff like that? Um, uh, we were really lucky to come out at a time when there wasn't much competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're really lucky to come out at a time when we had opportunity to get to just ride the wave of, of Vive's success. Yeah. Because quite a lot was sold in the first months. Like there was quite a lot of anticipation for that. 
Um, so we were quite happy to, but we were so excited just for the tech to exist that we weren't worried about numbers. Yeah. Um, we were still, I was still, I still technically am sometimes doing consultancy work. But uh, at the time, it wasn't about can we make money from this game. It was um, let's let's just keep on doing crazy stuff. Let's let's make some fun. Yeah. Um, which is the mantra for our company still. That's awesome. So we're, we we are doing this full time now. So this is our our company. Yeah. Um, this is our how we how we pay our wages. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's still the, the core requirement for w- what we do in VR is or what we're doing in our jobs is to enjoy it. Yeah, because Space Pirate Trainer was the original wave-based shooter in VR. You know, a lot of people copied that and it spawned a lot of like people copying that formula, right? Uh, Afterwards to the point where people got a bit sick of the formula, but Space Pirate Trainer was always like kind of like the original, you know? Um, So it's you and uh, Dirk um, that sort of run the company. Is it just you two full-time or do you... No, we have have a bunch of, like like, for sure, um, one of the most important people in this is also Wim Holborn, Mm -hmm. who did uh, a lot of the art assets. Mm. Uh, and gave Space Pirate Trainer the, the the look and the feel that it has together with Dirk. Yeah. Um, like a lot of a lot of the, the the grittiness of like you look at the controllers, it's all covered in, in this sort of just um, almost an eighties esque dark future, um, but with totally fun. And that was the sort of gameplay we were going for. Just the sort of like just a cross between a, a film noir, uh, science fiction film that may have come out in nineteen eighty three, mm. um, with a cool VR edge, and that's a lot of whim behind that. Yeah. Um, and so from that, there's a whole lot of people that really, really are valuable to us that um, asset art, art developers. Um, we've got now grown the company a little more. We've got between four and 10, um, depending on where we are in the projects. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've got teams, uh, some guys in Antwerp here in Belgium that did a lot of help with us with Space Pirate Arena to get the assets together from Cybernetic Walrus. Uh, and now we've got another two developers working on some more titles as well. I've got a question for you. Um, it, it, it seems to me that although it's an advantageous U-turn going from kind of iOS or mobile development through kind of PC platform and then have that platform kind of take a step towards, you know, Quest and again, mobile development, essentially, that seems to be like really working in your favor uh, for people who, yeah. who carry that experience. Uh, uh, Did, does it really... Um, are there parallels? Does it help you or is it pretty much say, starting from scratch? From the start, optimization and getting your code to work at a, at a low level has been important. Um, mm. But comparing Quest development for like iPhone 4 mm. is night and day. Like mm. uh, the Quest development has been way, one of the hardest things. We have. Not, not to say that the Quest is hard, but to get performance of, of 72 frames per second um, with, the, with the physics that we have mm. is, is something else. Like this is, this is the fact that the fact that like, the Star Wars game, when I first saw that, my, my brain exploded. Yeah. Like yeah. the visual fidelity of that title is just amazing. Yeah. Um, and Red so, Matter as well. Have you played Red Matter? Again, yes. Another one that no, blows I, my mind. I, I, that was one game that I went back, I, I went back and I bought that on Steam sometime, two years ago. Yeah. It was it a while out. ago. Yeah. And then playing it again on the quest, it was, it, I, I had to go back to it again with my index just to make sure that I, because my memory of it wasn't that good mm. yeah. uh, in, as far as fidelity goes. Yeah. But, wow. They've, 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 they've done an amazing t- job. So yeah. Yeah. I still don't understand that. I, 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 I don't understand how without um, some advanced like platform 
driven processing, like what we're doing, what you're seeing NVIDIA and, and code do with their driver support for VR, where you're, you're actually eradicating part of the scene, you're not doing those calculations. Mm. How on mobile is this possible? I mean, there's got to be shortcuts taken, very complicated shortcuts to achieve that kind of performance. And, and the, the yeah, outcomes and we're is... having, there are, there are now probably five or 10 titles which have, have gone beyond what I expected this fast. It's less than a year since launch, and developers are, are managing it. I mean, five years from now, it's going to be those. A lot of those tricks will be better known, you know. But it's just I'm I'm smitten with it from a me from too. a user perspective. You know, I, I don't understand it, and it's just I never thought it would be technically possible to see that leap that we'd be be, be able to do, like you said, seventy two hertz gameplay on a phone, calculating all no, the no, no, VR no, no, movements, not, not on a phone. This is on a phone from 2015. Yeah, mm. it's just like I don't right? get it. Yeah. It shouldn't work. So it shouldn't the work. capacity that the capabilities that are coming out through now through through the um, and technically mostly indie um, development scene, it's staggering. So I'm I'm really honored to be part of that, um, and just to see what is cap what what, the, what is capable these days, yeah. I'm really really, really excited. Just yeah, and it, as we can see in your background there, you've got a little Oculus a little Oculus Quest uh, award there. Maybe you can tell us a bit about that. Oh, uh, this is a little. It's quite heavy. This is a little. Um, it's awesome. Where can we get in the camera? It's a little present from Oculus saying, thanks for launching a title on the Quest. Yeah. So it doesn't work. <laughs> uh, maybe work for a mouse. Mike's, yeah. uh, Mike's, Mike's new pup is uh, very sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but maybe you can tell us you know, a bit, like how, how important has the Quest been for iIllusions and, and Space Pirate Trainer? Oh, it, it's certainly been an amazing year. Mm. Like um, we anticipated that it would be successful. Mm. Because just when we were playing, like when we, when the, the, the what, Santa Cruz in the 2018 era, yeah. when we had a developer access to the hardware, we we're all shush about it. Um, all we had access to was our own games, um, and we knew what we were capable of doing. So we're excited about uh, that. We didn't know the price point. We didn't know when it would come. We just knew that our game was possible on it, and that made us excited. Yeah, um, knowing that. Probably Superhot was also going to come. Probably also Beat Saber was going to come. Yeah, I was definitely uh, anticipating a very much successful product. Yeah, um, I wasn't ex expecting the price point. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, and it's like, funny we were sitting we were sitting at OC Five as well yeah. when they announced the price. Yeah, and I. Oh, great. This is going to be a hit. Yeah. And our, that was a moment. And it's funny you, you, you refer to it as Santa Cruz as well, because I remember for, for the longest time, we oh, all were calling it Project Santa Cruz. And then, of course, yeah. it eventually uh, became The Quest, which I think is a fantastic name for it. Uh, it's done really well uh, for the headset. Um, so so in terms of like sales, do you, do you think it's performed, outperformed PC on Quest? Or can you can you tell us that information? Or um, Let's just say it's been a really big part of our yeah. financial backbone for the last year. That's great it's, to hear. It's, it's afforded us to do weird things like Space Pirate Arena. Yeah. Um, like without Space Pirate Trainer on Quest, I don't know if we could have done that. Yeah, that's, that's great um, to hear. That's great to hear. And that's a good segue, actually, because let's talk about Space Pirate Arena, because this is super, super exciting. And maybe for those people out there, you could give a little like synopsis of what Space Pirate Arena is and how it's kind of evolved from Trainer. Right, so... Space Pirate Arena comes from its core roots of us wanting to play big Space Pirate Trainer. So like when we had just shipped Space Pirate Trainer on Oculus, this was late 2017, 
Uh, this Oculus Rift. This is way back. For, like this is old people talk. Like, ooh. remember when the <laughs> Oculus Rift and Touch came out? <laughs> the original. Um, yeah. we, we shipped that, and then in the months afterwards, we took some time off because it was exhausting. That whole 2016-17 year of just finishing Space Pirate Trainer and then shipping it. Wait, Touch was 2016. Yeah. Um, Whatever. Anyway, yeah. we spent two years, and and or we launched Space Pirate Trainer in 2017, the 1.0. Um, and then also launched for Windows Mixed Reality, which is another story. Um, and then spent, let's say, three months or so just sort of exploring new ideas. And one of those new ideas that came out of it was multiplayer or two people in one space, as big a space as we could get with yeah. Windows Mixed Reality headsets, just exploring um, whole scale. We call oh, wow. It like and that. this was on Windows MR. Yeah. 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 So when we, when we got those headsets, they were the most freeing devices we'd ever seen. Like there, there is no limit in how much tracking you can, like in, in the Quest, there's a 10 meter by 10 meter limit, yeah, um, which is 32 feet by 32 feet. But on Windows Mixed Reality, it doesn't have that limit. You can keep on going. Um, it has a wall recommendation, like no bigger than this, but mm -hmm. you can keep on walking on that cliff, ha cliff house yeah. in Windows Mixed Reality. So, so you were experimenting with a two player local multiplayer before Quest even was a, yeah, yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. Long before we had the hardware of, of the Quest, we were working on Space Pirate Arena. That's awesome. Um, and so what the, 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 the core of that game is multi multiplayer. Yeah. And we found it really fun just playing co-op multiplayer. Um, oh, no, versus, player versus player, sorry. Yeah. Co-op was fun, but we really, really enjoyed um, player versus player because it just created so many different things in VR, especially in co-location. Right. And um, I, I take it at this point, you're, you're using Windows MR headsets with like uh, backpacks or something or laptops yeah, so in your backpack? Everything from a Surface Pro to a laptop in our backpack. Awesome. Oh that's, that's so cool. <laughs> and, and I take it you were like doing this in like warehouses or like basketball courts? Uh, I, we, we haven't shared any images of this. Yeah. But, um, we're getting close to sharing images of, of our place. Like we've shown some like uh, in our arena um, teaser last year, we showed a bit of our, of our warehouse. Yeah. But um, back in 2018, we had this, we hired a warehouse that was scheduled to be demolished in, <laughs> I think, in six months from now. And so nothing could be put in there. No, no shop was going to move in there because it was, a, it was a, a shopping center that was just abandoned. Mm -hmm. And so we wrote to the, the city hall and said, could you get us contact with who owns this place? And, and no one owned it. They were ready to destroy it. And can we hire it, basically? So we got it for a really cheap, but it was a dusty stink hole. <laughs> <laughs> but it was perfect for testing whole scale VR. Yeah. And so we'd run around with these Windows Mixed Reality headsets just getting dust everywhere. And we could only play for about 20 minutes before we had to leave and breathe oxygen. Wow. Um, but that was the genesis of Space Pirate Arena. Yeah. Um, running around this dusty, abandoned supermarket. With Windows um, MR headsets on with Windows, on with Windows Mixed Reality headsets yeah. just slowly getting covered in dust. What version of uh, what, what Mixed Reality headset did you go for? uh acer for sure yeah 100 percent. the blue you one you can easily yeah the, 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 the blue one that makes you look like you're an, like an alien from yeah. a really cheap 1970s <laughs> sci-fi yeah. film yeah. yeah um it is such a portable like, i still stand by that as one of the best headsets we've had like yeah. it's not great i mean as vr no. content consumption goes it's not that great mm -hmm. but um you can throw that in a backpack and just go yeah, for development it was it was really good it was amazing yeah so then, um, so that so that was like four years ago. So Space Pirate Arena has kind of been in the works for for four years then. Oh, that's that was two thousand eighteen. Oh, okay, that's okay. So uh, maybe late two thousand seventeen. So okay. um, okay. I'd say I think that really got started. Yeah. As far as development goes, I'd say late two thousand seventeen. Okay, and then and then when o Oculus announced Santa Cruz and the Quest, you were like, hey, 
this is going to be like an amazing platform for uh, this concept? I, I'd say when it was first announced, like we weren't particularly, like, I didn't believe it would work. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, the tech was so future that I was like, let's, let's wait until we try it. Yeah. And then we tried it and it was a slam dunk. Like this tech is ready. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but, and, um, the, and then was it kind of a shift of focus? Like let's move the development to, to quest. Uh, well, it's, it's, we're, st- we're still very much focused on PC VR. Right. Um, like Space Pirate Arena is currently scheduled for the Quest. Yeah. Because the tech is right right now. Yeah. But um, it still works fine on... on- but I, I guess like, a, you know, it would be difficult to release that for PC VR headsets right now due to the limitations of people having the hardware to do it wirelessly in, in, in a warehouse environment, unless it was an arcade, of course. Well, releasing Space Pirate Arena for Quest is already difficult, yeah. right? So um, the, the strategy for release is complicated, um, but we don't see any limitations on, on what platform it goes to. Yeah. Like, ha- having two people in the same room with a wireless index which doesn't exist yeah but a backpack pc running an index could happen yeah uh as a big company we haven't actually done that mm-hmm. but we could have done that yeah um but quest is so much easier so we just have been focusing on that so do you think the, the model maybe in the future could be that you could license this out to arcades to create Definitely. something on, on a pc scale okay yeah. that's 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 really so, cool yeah um we, we see like a, a two strands here like one a consumer quest version mm-hmm. and a high-end for lbe oh that's that's awesome awesome yeah that's really good to hear uh, the same thing as also lbe a lot of lbe's would want um a cheap option as well yeah. so yeah having an on quest available to them as well for a commercial licensing is yeah. definitely a possibility yeah and how did you feel like um you know because you you were there with us at oculus connect when they did the dead and buried arena uh scale yep. experience and obviously at the time you were working on something very similar um and, and you got to try it out did you take away any sort of um bits and pieces from that demo to think oh this might be quite useful for for our development um, as well i was really impressed that uh oculus were putting it on such a high mantle because mm. we we had it we had Arena at the same uh, event, but we're very, very secretive about it. Yeah. Like, I don't think we'd even announced Space Pirate Trainer at that point in time. Wow. Right. Um, in fact, I'm almost certain we hadn't. Yeah. Because I think the only, no titles have been announced prior to OC5. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, you're right. So we were still very much secret yeah. walking around OC5 with, with still Santa Cruz's in our backpacks. Yeah. Uh, looking for a, a large space to um, just show off Space Pirate yeah. Arena in. Yeah. So with the uh, Space Pirate Arena, how many players can you play uh, at, the, at the same time? So the, the only limiting factor is space. Right. Physical space. Okay. That's it. Um, so with the quest build, we recommend two. Yeah. Because 10 meters by 10 meters, having two people running around is amazing. <laughs> having four people, it can get a bit cramp- crampy. Okay. And having eight people is just silly. Okay. But you've um, experimented with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah, must yeah. be help- <laughs> That must be a lot of fun. Well, it's just less running and more just game over. Right, okay. Because <laughs> it's just so frantic uh, and fast. Well, yeah, because of those eight people, like most will be just dead within <laughs> seconds. That, 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 that just sounds like, like Call of Duty free-for-all in VR. Yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just like boom, 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 and, there's just two, and yeah, it ends yeah. with two people playing. So there's yeah. no computing limit on it? Like, how does the networking then work between the headsets? Well, computing, like the, the networking between eight players is not that much work. But like if you wanted to do 100. Hundred, we haven't done Isn't that. It, like I, I imagine there's an inherent limit in terms of the. Is it, is it every headset is networked with every other headset? Is it a mesh? No, no. Okay. So for a Space Pirate Arena to work, there is a server app running somewhere. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. gonna say. 
Um, so whether that be an app running on your phone or on a PC somewhere, it's local. So it's a local game. Yeah. Um, purely to keep that bandwidth going. Yeah, because otherwise you'd, uh, you'd have you'd hit that bottleneck way faster. Yeah. That's cool. You could, you could get a good number of people going with a dedicated server like absolutely, that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. that's, that's one of the reasons why it is a local game. Yeah. Because we don't want to have any latency. We want to have 100% guarantee that when that gun yeah. moves, yeah. everyone sees it. Yeah. I think that was so just quickly, yeah, the, one of the, the amazing things that when I met Dirk um, at OC6, um, and obviously I, I'd already seen the Space Pirate Arena video that you released, yeah. and I was very excited about it. So when I met him, you know, it was cool to talk to him about it. And then when we were talking about servers and stuff, I kind of had this idea in my mind that it might be quite difficult. But then he said, oh, you know, a server could be an app on a phone. It yeah, could be as yeah. simple as that. And that that's when it really pivoted in my mind of, holy crap, this is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not a complicated thing to run a. a, a you need a network somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The way that we've been testing it uh, here in our office is to have it running on a laptop. Yeah. So the Wi-Fi network that you're connecting to is physically to the laptop. Yeah. Uh, you can easily tether a, a bunch of quests off your iPhone or Android device. Yeah. You might as well also run on that phone an app yeah. that is your server, which yeah. is so to, to a consumer, this is basically just download an app, start the app connect your quests to that telephone. Yeah. Job it, it's, it's not as straightforward as just turning your quests on and pushing go. Yeah. But um, there are some steps there that you have to yeah. do. Just have the app and start the app. But, the, but that gives you the opportunity to travel around with a standalone VR headset, let's say for a consumer and, you know, rent uh, a place and, you know, play it there with your friends. So mm. that's, that's yeah. the nice part of having that hotspot. Because this is, you know, ever since we played the the, de- the Dead and Buried Arena scale experience, you know, we've had this, you know, idea and vision in our minds that, you know, a bunch of friends meet up in a basketball court mm. or a tennis court and, and play local multiplayer quest games together. Yeah. Um, so maybe, you know, for those that maybe haven't seen Space Pirate Arena, maybe you can describe a bit of the gameplay and how the kind of, how, how the rounds work and, and how you win as a player and etc. Sure. So, yeah, back to your basketball court analogy. That's exactly who we're developing for. Yeah. So we're not developing this for, for, for arcades, although I think they could definitely profit from it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're making this because we really love the experience of running around in VR. Um, so Space Pirate Arena is a multiplayer, player versus player shooter, essentially. Yep. Um, that's, it. that's it in a nutshell. Uh, it requires physical movement. If you want to move over there, you have to go over there. Um, and that in itself sounds pretty straightforward, but when you're doing it, it becomes so intense. Uh, you've got two or four people generally. We, so we're keeping it at four at the moment, maximum on the quest, at least um, that many people running that quickly. You can only play for a few minutes before you really have to take a break. Um, so our players have one gun, basically one of the guns from space pirate trainer mm-hmm. and in the other hand, a shield. So you can swap between them, have a gun in this hand or a gun in this hand, similar to space pirate trainer. Uh, and you basically start a level, which is usually a, a small grid, like a 10 meter by 10 meter grid, um, like a small maze. Mm-hmm. A lot of the level design that we've made have featured, um, like, 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 uh, like office space design where you can sort of like look, look over the, le- over the walls or under the walls through gaps in walls to get to inc- sort of encourage players to not always be comfortable with mm-hmm. where they are. 
Right. So yeah. you're in a hallway, but there's a good chance that someone might be able to shoot through the wall next to you. Right. And I, I remember some of the comments from the video because I, I posted it because I thought it was so cool. And uh, a lot of people saw it and, and were making comments like, what would prevent, what would stop someone from cheating and just walking through a wall, for example, to get to the other player? So yeah, that for that sure was like the main aspect of our early development. Because mm-hmm. like, we're starting off with the core product of Space Pirate Trainer, which so is basically a wave-based shooter. There's things in front of you and you shoot at them, but there's no actual geometry of gameplay, of, of, of level design. Um, so our first step, especially Dirk's first step, was to work out how to make level design in VR work when your core mechanic is physical movement. Mm-hmm. So um, what stops the player from just charging through the wall? Like in old terms, just clipping through stuff, right? Exactly. What stops you from, yeah. from doing the IDD, QD and just bulking, <laughs> going straight through the walls? Exactly. Um, well, the, 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 the solution Dirk was, was really, really, really careful not to talk to me about before he did it. Like he said, oh, no, no worries, Chris. I've worked it out. I've worked it out. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Uh, and then like a few days later, he said, Chris, come over here, try this out. And this was a while back. This is about a year ago. He said, just try maybe two years ago. This was early. This is with Windows Mixed Reality still, I think. Wow. Okay. Uh, try this out. Walk towards me. And so there's, there's, he, he was dressed as a, a prototype space pirate mm-hmm. and there was a wall between us. So I just walked through and the whole world just disappeared. And all I could see was this arrow saying, go back. Yeah. <laughs> and so I looked around and there's this green square behind me. And I just walked back to the green square and the level came back. Yeah. And so the, 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 the trick that he's implemented is to literally destroy the universe, take you into a void yeah. and make you go back to the spot that you last clipped through the wall. Yeah, definitely yeah. And when you're in that void, everyone else can still see you. Yeah, so you're can. vulnerable. So you're totally vulnerable to gunfire. So the first time you do it, you go, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. And you never do it again. Yeah. But yeah. what is also like interesting is next to that, you guys also made this this uh, mechanic where if you stick your like hand through the wall, you can't shoot anymore. It just the the, the trigger doesn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, so the gun makes this little yeah. like, wow wow sort of sound effect. Like if you put your hand through the wall, mm-hmm. um, like, like an example could be like there's a glass wall. We have a whole bunch of glass walls in, in some of the levels. You put your hand because you can see the other person, like you can see them in front of you. Mm-hmm. But you put your hand through the glass wall. It doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Um, and also, like if you, if you just sort of are like leaning around a wall and you sort of shoot, but you're clipping into it. Yeah. Can't shoot. That's really smart. That's really smart. So Nathie actually got to try it out uh, this week. Uh, I think he's one of the few people outside the yeah. studio that has actually played the game right. Um, so what, what were your first impressions of, of Space Pirate Arena, and, and and is it as exhausting as Chris sort of makes it out to be? It is. <laughs> it, it totally is, but it's super funny. It's yeah. it's such a great experience. Uh, I, w- what I enjoyed the most is just when I saw like Chris in this arena, and then I was chasing him, and we were just <laughs> running around through this arena. You know, it's just amazing because the 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 player model you guys built looks very realistic. It moves in a way where you know you feel this personal connection. So when you then see him running away it's almost like i see chris doing it in in real life it's mm. it's great it's 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 highly competitive it's super addicting like the moment you jump in you just want to want to win and and the nice part is right now like the rounds are super short so it's like you know uh, it's over before you know it it's so mm. fast it's so quick so if let's say if i would be playing this in an arcade or i would be playing this 
somewhere at a basketball court or a tennis field, whatever. Uh, and and I would you know show this to people who have never tried VR. They they would like I think they would get hooked pretty fast. Like mm. if, if Chris would have told me like Nate, you can play only three rounds and that's it, and I would have been like this 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 boy at Disneyland where it's like you know the doors are closing. It's like ah, dang it, I still want to play more. You know, I still want to enjoy more rides. So yeah, it, it definitely wants you to come back. You know, even now being home again, I, I do have the urge to let's say in a few months come back it's just come it's just like you know i'm not here to you know make a video i'm not here I just to do an play interview the i'm just here to just play like even if there would be something new i would be fine with that even if it would be the same thing they already have right now yeah it would be yeah no it's how, it's 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 fun how does it compare for you nathy uh to the experience that we had you know at at, at oc5 um where we were running around with the 3v3 i'm really curious like does it because that is the uh, that what you just described is kind of the same vibe that I get. Because that yeah. that that freedom in location based experience is really uh, compelling. It just yes. hits you on a human level. Yeah. Although uh, the difference with uh, what I tried at OC five was that um, there was a uh, we had this arena right with three v three I think yeah three v three was it yeah, yeah. and yeah. then there was a train. Uh, track in the middle you couldn't cross that's right so, and they, uh, they also had physical boxes in, in, yes. in the way yeah yes and and I, and I think uh, having no let's say line there and just being able to come really close to the other person is mm. is is makes the gameplay even more interesting yeah yes maybe physical things could be nice to have but on the other side it's safer to not mm. have things yeah. like that um, but yeah it's 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 awesome to just have yeah, I would say just a, a place that is completely empty uh, instead of having props yeah. uh, around yeah. you. I think that's that's the cleaner, the more safe uh, it is for everyone to to play. Yeah. So. What, 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 on that, like one of the core design decisions of the game is to encourage absolute like freedom from collision, mm. freedom from from worry about stuff. So we, yeah. we've been playing playtesting a lot on tennis courts. Um, prior to getting this massive warehouse, which we're pretty excited about, um, which is that dark void to my right, mm. um, we're really, we're really excited about just running, like physically running and losing yourself in in VR. And you do lose yourself after you've played this game for five, ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. You stop thinking about the physical space. You're just there. That's that's okay. So the number one thing, as a dude correspondent here from Scotland, right? We have a lot of fields. Fields are not flat. They're, mm. you know, they have some terrain mm. and I'm not talking about putting your leg down a hole, right? I'm just talking about <laughs> it's not a completely horizontal surface. It's mm. at an angle or there's a kind of a, you know, a, a tilt to the hill. Is there any thought to allow, and maybe that's, I don't know if that's platform locked, but is there any uh, opportunity that in the future we might see terrain mapping uh, that allows us to play on an uneven playing field? Uneven play fields is one of the most complicated things I imagine in, in, in any form of yeah. landscaping. Um, I imagine we're not far away from it. Mm. We're not far away from yeah. it. The way that we can do mesh mapping with the quest is already a relevation, um, but it's just not ready on that fidelity yet. Yeah. I, I would imagine give it a couple, give it a generation or two. Yeah. And, and Scotland's hills will be 
mappable. And there'll be people blast. running around in yeah. VR headsets blasting each other. So right yeah. now the place to be is is here in the lowlands where everything's flat. Yeah. <laughs> Belgium is completely flat. Like, like people celebrate the town where we're based because it has one of the largest hills in Belgium. <laughs> That's and amazing. it's not I don't I don't even acknowledge that as a hill. It's 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 <laughs> a bump. It's a barely an inconvenience. Yeah. Um they've but, never uh, been to San Francisco before. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. like, there are some hills there that they don't call hills. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's just a street. Well, yeah. see, see, um, like, I just feel like period, your so. kind of game, right, would, would work. I've had experiences, let's say, in Ireland, right, where we've got like a whole bunch of like uh, grassy knolls and ditches and runways mm. in the forest or whatever. And I feel like if, if for, for that, it's, it's great for one thing is that, you know, uh, you get that experience. You're getting shot with paintballs and it's like, you know, it feels very real. On the other mm. side, it's bad for the environment. you got paintballs, you know, going everywhere. You've got... Um, expense those those are a really expensive thing to do for like a birthday party or whatever but if everyone had a, a headset and was able to do that mapping the, the, you know the kind of finesse in space pirate trainer space pirate arena that we see like i'd love to see something like that where literally mm. you can just remap yeah. any terrain that you've got and just have a go at the game but <laughs> I, I see uh dirk van welden just joined the chat by the way <laughs> hey um, dirk. dirk he is uh Sitting somewhere, I think in the Ardennes, the the hilly part of Belgium, mm. there are actually hills. So now that now that I have an actual Belgian making me watch my words, there are hills in Belgium. <laughs> so maybe um, you could tell us about like how you went around. So is it do you kill the other player or does it just it, like hits on them from your weapon or how does that work? So there's um, so each player has three like hearts, like okay, a standard video game cliche yeah uh and the, the objective of player one is to shoot the three hearts of player two okay cool. and vice versa yeah and so bring it back to nathy him and i are running around the like crazy around this maze of a labyrinth um my objective is to find him first and foremost and then <laughs> zap him with my blaster <laughs> meanwhile he's trying to run away from me and do the same thing to me <laughs> right and so you end up yeah. with this cat and mouse versus cat uh sort of gameplay yeah um which is heavily like you're, it's about finding a place that you're comfortable to hide in, but also know that you have to run pretty soon. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's, it's pretty frantic yeah. and it's basically laser tag um, where you can just play any level, anytime. Yeah. It, it, it's like playing hide and seek, but at the same time you play pre like pretending you're somewhere where yeah. it's like, like there were these moments where Chris was just looking the wrong way and I was just behind him, but he had no clue. I was like, yeah, That's hey, awesome. Chris, what's up, man? What? There's Surprise. a really good question here in chat. And as somebody who doesn't use the safety straps, I got to ask this question. <laughs> Are there any throwables like knives? No. I don't use the safety straps either. And I'm not going to introduce, I mean, we could, <laughs> we thought about putting in um, grenades because one of my favorite ways of playing space pirate trainer oh. is a grenade. Um, but we have to still, we have to decide on on what gets implemented because yeah. grenades and, and throwing your controller at your other player, it could be a mess. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, and, if you've got a lawyer, they're probably going like, no, 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 no. Oh, oh, <laughs> our, our, our lawyer doesn't know about this game. We're not telling them at all. Wow. Good, 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 good decision, yeah. Uh, one thing I noticed in the gameplay was that you can ricochet bullets off walls as well. Is that going to be something in the game or is that... Definitely, yeah. definitely. That's one of, the, one of the best ways to get past the, uh, the stagnation of a player um, or two players in lockdown right. hiding behind two walls was to introduce the mechanic of um being able to shoot around the wall so if you charge down your on your, on your quest controller over there somewhere but you hold down the, the b button yeah um the longer you hold it down the more times it will bounce yeah. that's awesome which means you can't shoot while you're holding the b down so you have to decide do i want to be able to shoot quickly or i'm going to do a charge shot yeah um and it 
can really change the way that you play because you can also get hit by it rebounding off yourself. So you have to carefully pick your spot and then let go. And then you might this bounces around like crazy yeah. down the hallways. So it's kind of like a risk or reward thing. You know, you can hurt yourself yes, using definitely. this mechanic. Um, I, I definitely did it at least twice in the game match against Nathy. It's like the yeah. classic green yeah. shell, isn't it? Where, where, yeah. where you accidentally green shell your own ass. Yourself, yeah. yeah. That's a really, <laughs> really good point. It's, it's funny that with this with this space, you, you come up with all these crazy ideas that you want to try where Chris and I did this uh, thing that they do in the Wild West, you know, this 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 standoff where we were like standing back to back, doing yeah. three steps and then turning around, trying to shoot first. Or there was this one moment where we wanted to try out like the, because they're, Let's say if I come too close to Chris or Chris comes too close to me, there is this like tube around it that says danger. So it does tell you like, don't get too close to the player. But I was like, I wanted to show what happened. So we just hugged each other. It's like, you see the people like, it's just, it was and, one of the most awkward hugs so I've ever awkward, had in my life. But it's so funny. Because just, I, 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 even like Dirk and I have never crossed that boundary of actual <laughs> Dirk and physical Dirk. Yeah, they keep pushing boundaries. We, we hang out all the time. Yeah. But having that avatar become real yeah. was such a weird experience. It's so weird. And the fact that you captured that on film still freaks me out. <laughs> um, but it was definitely an experience that I won't forget. Yeah. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, that but, Pushing VR boundaries and personal yeah. boundaries. That's, that's well, neat. Well, about. It, was, it, was, it was physically hugging a space pirate. That was the thing that freaked me out. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't so much the fact that the person behind that was just this lovely man called Nathan. Yeah. It was like, I don't want to touch a space pirate. Like, yeah. they're, they're stinky things. That's hilarious. But, um, but, but uh, talk, talking about, you know, you know, possibilities. You know what I appreciate about, about like, you guys, about iIllusions is that, you know, you experiment with stuff, you you try to push the boundaries. Um, it's just funny that we are basically talking about, um, so so the Oculus Quest and, and having room scale is, let's say, mainstream within the VR scene, but then having, uh, let's say, 10 by 10 or 35 by 35 is, is not, uh, let's say, mainstream yet to use that entire space. For most people, that's, that's not possible. And right. here we are talking about one of the first actual games that is for, let's say, consumers, but is made to be an arena-scaled VR title. And, like, there is no, there is no let's say, a, a blueprint for that yet. Mm. So this is, this is one of the first times we, you know, see this in, in, in person. We see this happening. There was a related question, actually, Nathie, in chat a bit earlier. They were asking about the grid that you defined, Chris. So... How do you map the environment in the quest? Is that something custom? I assume that's not part of the quest deck. That's in your game that maps. Uh, that so we we, we we have we have maps like pre-generated maps that are based around the ten meters by ten meters space, mm. right? Um, so in our deliverable, we plan on having the ability to custom build your own level. Oh, um, oh, to cool. say your space isn't 10 by ten, just imagine like those poor people that don't have thirty five by thirty five feet. Imagine, yeah, like. My, my house, my house, my, my VR room, my index exists in a 1.2 meters by 1.2 meters space. So I, I totally get that. And people at home, it's horrible. My VR space, I always hit walls. Do you space think Space Pad Arena is not for me at home? I'm just curious. Do you think that the 
when this releases eventually, do you think the number of break-ins to basketball courts and gymnasiums is going to increase and that the police reports will show this? I'm not advocating break-ins. You can hire those things for relatively cheap prices. <laughs> Especially between like two or th- two to four of you, you know, it's going to be relatively I, cheap. I, um, I've, I've really enjoyed the secret development of this with Dirk. We'd, we'd just go down to the local tennis court here <laughs> with, with two Oculus Quests and a laptop. And the, the the people that were just playing tennis would look at us like we were from Mars. I would love <laughs> to be a flan <laughs> to see their reactions. That would be uh, amazing. We didn't have any tennis rackets. They just looked at us like, because we also were in secret. So you couldn't show anyone that the, the quest existed. Oh, of course. That's so, hilarious. Um, we had to pick the one tennis court that was like siloed off from the rest. Yeah. And so you can hire tennis courts. Oh, okay. yeah. So speaking on behalf of someone's been mm. hiring tennis courts for a while, mm-hmm. uh, you can just go down there on a Thursday and say, hey, can I have a match for an hour? And you'll, you'll pay a couple of dollars, um, but you'll have a lot of fun playing Space Pirate Arena. And yeah. honestly, you'll have a lot of fun playing any quest game because uh, any quest game benefits from that much space. Out of curiosity, because I'm, I'm a tennis player, how did you deal with the net? Because the net is usually a tensiled string the across the middle. The net is perfect. That's fine. It means you've got two players on two 35 by 35 meters areas. Ah, so you're actually using only one side of the court. You're not using yep. both sides. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, like the maximum play space of the quest is is around yeah. 10 meters by 10 meters. Um, and the half a tennis court yeah. is 12 meters by 12 meters. Nice. Yeah. So a tennis court is absolutely perfect for a space pirate arena. <laughs> uh, if you want to play it safely, um, have yeah. one player on one side of the tennis court and another player on the other side of the tennis court. And you never, you're never going to collide. Yeah, and you're and chained you in, might, and you might bump into the net at, at worst, right? Or, or into the chain link fence that's surrounding you. So it's great. You'll, you'll miss out on that weird hug moment that uh, might eventuate. <laughs> um, but you can just do that after the game, and it'll be a whole lot less weird. Exactly, after game hugs all round. Maybe, maybe pre-game hugs. Pre-game you get hugs. A bit sweaty. Yeah. Okay. That's a good I, point. Uh, one more question here, uh, just in terms of uh, the. So you and Nathy obviously played in the same box, so to speak. Mm. Is there uh, the capability to play with someone who isn't in the same box? So, for instance, if you wanted five players, two are in your space and three who are somewhere else, or is it strictly local? Of course you can do it like that. Like it, it, um, the, the mapping, it, it's as long as you have the same size area, it's free, it's so free cool. to go. That's so cool. Um, so I, I think even Nathan, when, when you were over um, the other day, we, we played an example of you in one room and me in the other. Mm-hmm. That, that's really exciting because that means that say you know say me and Nathy wanted to play together we just go to our own local tennis courts and we set up a game and we play yeah. you know remotely yeah. that way that's awesome that's really exciting um, and I think you know the big question now is of course like where are you at uh, with the game now um, well the game is technically ready to be played by anyone right now mm-hmm. um, so we, we're close to being able to say here is the beta. Yeah. Um, but we're still a little way away just logistically on how to, to roll it out. Yeah. We're kind of, we're working that out now. Yeah. Um, but the game is ready and we're going to make Nathy wait a little bit longer yeah. before he can play again. No, I think, I think it's amazing uh, what you guys are doing and, you know, especially with the whole concept being, you just want to make something that's awesome and fun. And I think, you know, Space Pirate Arena really uh, highlights that, you know, it's just a passion project that looks totally amazing to play, but it's just, born out of something awesome that you guys wanted to make and I think that's incredible and um, you know however long it takes I'm, I'm sure it's going to be worth the wait uh, for people yeah. you know to to finally be able to go out to these local places and, and play local yeah. multiplayer games with their quests and I can't yeah. wait for that future to happen right yeah. now you know? it's coming it's coming I think we should really you know appreciate studios like iIllusions and others who you know they they build Space Pirate Trainer 
that's out there and now they're trying something totally new not copy something else that was already there no look at the future what's possible what's going to yeah. be the next yeah. thing yeah. And, I, and that that you know benefit like the benefit there is is a shared uh, benefit, and that's a really good point because next on next week's show, uh, we're we're going to be talking about something else that Nathy tried whilst he was with you guys at iIllusions, and you may have seen this if you follow any of us on Twitter because we shared yeah. it all this week. Uh, but basically, it's a, you, in your warehouse, uh, Chris. You've got some go karts, right? <laughs> and this is this is amazing. So you've got some go karts, and you have <laughs> paired those with Oculus Quest to create your own sort of almost Mario Kart VR experience. I, I'm almost embarrassed to talk about this, but it. <laughs> Like we were just working one day, we'd just been really started to move our operations from our home offices to here. Yeah. And then Dirk just rocks up in this go-kart and he's just driving around. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, Chris, I have this great idea. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and then he says, Chris, just put on, put on the quest. Just try it. And, and we're driving around just the home menu in the quest. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, like really fast on this go-kart. And it, it, the home menu, there's, there's, a, there's a cliff edge. There's a cliff edge of the home. Oh, and shit. you just drive off. Oh, yeah. shit. And then you drive back. And it was one of the most mesmerizing experiences I had. And, 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 and this go-kart that we, we have here, we've got a couple of them, um, has this insane ability to do a hairpin turn. Like you can just... Turn the wheel and you just on the spot turn, <laughs> and the quest can contract that. Yeah, and it's it, it's just one of the most amazing ways to <laughs> to experience um, scale VR is at that speed. Yeah. Like I know that the quest tracking did a lot of work to get um, uh, Beat Saber to be able to track <laughs> at that speed. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> we've got the head moving that fast now. Wow. Yeah, and I think from the video, you can see that the control is mounted to the steering wheel. Is that right? So it's represented so that you in can VR. See, yeah. yeah. So you can see your, how you're moving the control, the, the, the steering wheel in, in the virtual space. Yeah. Yeah. I can't uh, wait. So we, we, you know, Nathan's going to be talking about that uh, experience next week. So if you want to hear about this crazy, uh, mad scientist sort of VR Getting Nathan off that go-kart was a mission yeah yeah and i guess like this is just purely conceptual like the the likeliness of this ever being a reality is slim unless it's kind of hey, hey, lbe this, maybe this i don't know to be a reality no this needs um, to, yeah yeah come on this is good hon honestly uh it's it's hard to get excited about space pirate arena when you've played dirk's racing game wow wow uh, space pirate is a lot of fun don't get me wrong yeah. but um wow there, there aren't many experiences like 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 um untitled racing project yeah amazing yeah. amazing it's, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show chris and uh, you know it's been a real insight into the fun that you guys must have uh making space pirate arena so uh it's, it's been really great uh, thank you so much for having me it. yeah um yeah if you guys have any questions about space pirate trainer or space pirate arena or untitled um uh, crazy <laughs> race cart game um yeah. hit me up on twitter yeah um, hanny at hanny chris um, and any any like technical questions, hit up the space pirate captain himself, Dirk Van Welden. That's uh, at Quark Cannon. That's uh, one of the guns from Space Pirate Trainer is named after him. That's awesome. There We've probably got some time for a couple of questions actually as well. Um, yeah. uh, I'll quickly just recap the show times and then we can take some questions as well. So just a reminder, this is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, you can also catch the show live in VR in big screen TV. Gather up a bunch of your friends, watch the show. You can talk amongst yourselves during the show. Really awesome way to experience the show in VR. Uh, the show goes live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 12 midday in 
central US. And you can also check out the audio version on your travels, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Spotify. So yeah, go for it if you've got any questions. And uh, leave a like. Make sure you leave a like on the video, yeah. (laughs) So there are two things that are um, very interesting here. Uh, First one was, someone said a little bit earlier, I think it was Brandon, said Space Pirate Hugger. And I'll extend on that and say, when's that coming out on SideQuest or something? <laughs> we got to see something for that short little demo thing. I don't know. Take that, take, take that as you will. And then and, um, and you said that you said the space pirate is stinky. So maybe you could like work with the what the feel real uh, oh face God. mask. <laughs> scent. Feel real. I, I, I've been to a lot of conferences in the last uh, few years. That, that is one demo I've always said no to. Wow. Yeah. The, the I, I, pre- I appreciate the tech. It's just that um, I'm not really ready oh, for it. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's going to happen now, sadly. But um, yeah, I unfortunately, have been through that before, Chris, with yeah. the uh, not Nauseous. not that specific demo, but the uh, South Park butthole experience, which was the nauseous rift. That was mm. uh, that was loads of fun. Anyway, mm. eighty six. The Mad Hatter says, "Does your company need a coffee maker? I want to work there." Uh, <laughs> yeah, our coffee machine is is. I mean. It's it's a coffee machine, um, but I did bring coffee from home for this for this podcast. So maybe looks like you've got it in there. Yeah. Um, what else have we got here? Should Sony make PS5 PCVR HMD compatible? I think that's just a random question. That's a big yeah. odd one. Uh, yes. Is Space Pirate Arena a DLC for Space Pirate Trainer or a standalone game? Uh, we we currently plan it to be a standalone game. Um, whether it has tie-ins as a DLC to Space Pirate Trainer owners, or it's another thing, but we don't we don't see it as requiring Space Pirate Trainer to play. It would be nice if we also get like uh, Space Pirate Trainer uh, or Arena uh, environments. Or, of course, for Steam, lovely. for Steam yeah. or for Oculus. Well, uh, you know, if if Oculus Quest would have like custom home environments where you know if you buy your game. I, I fully see this as a, as a possibility. Like, it, they've already got custom home um, mm. for Oculus Home. Yeah. So um, I imagine it's possible for Quest 2. And, and also merch. You need to get some merch out there because we, we'd happily wear some merch on the show. Right. <laughs> so we, you, we, know how, we know how to get in now. Yeah, we'll, you do. We'll find a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Me and Nathan yeah. will make sure we wear them on the same day you guys as well. are yeah, for yeah, sweaters, yeah. so we'll go sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a question yeah. from Paradise DKR Mod. Sure. Uh, has anyone crashed the go-kart in VR yet? uh came we've had a couple of incidents uh not in vr right. most of the incidents we have are generally because it's, it's interesting to watch how a player plays uh mm. without the headset on and then with the headset on i remember yeah. when um watching watching nathan and his brother driving around like maniacs like absolutely they maniacs. Are maniacs. <laughs> and then they put the headsets on and they drove like uh like yeah, a hundred and twenty-year-old grandmother. Yeah, super slow. <laughs> I, I bless my grandmother's heart, but um, she drives much faster than you did <laughs> in, in, in VR. Well, I, I almost like I almost crashed crashed into Dirk the first time yeah. I was on it. Like when you were driving around with the headset off. Yeah. yeah. Y- 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 so um, in VR itself, I, I find that most players respect the, the guardian. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Um. So as soon as the guardian comes in, uh, they they stop because they see that as the wall. Yeah. Whereas in the physical space, there is no guardian. There is just a real wall. And so you just respect the real wall. So players are more akin to going closer to objects in the physical space than they are yeah. in a That's in a really interesting. Space. Yeah. yeah. That's One, amazing. Maybe final question. And I, uh, with your experience in VR, obviously uh, many years now, what are one or two experiences that people just need to play? In addition to, obviously, you, you plugged the Under Presents yeah. earlier, which for those who joined us a bit later, is a really eclectic 
collection. One or two other things that you would recommend? Like it's hard because things change really quickly, right? Um, so things that wowed me, like fundamentally wowed me four years ago might not necessarily have that same feel today. Like, because one of my things that I was most anticipating in VR for, for years um, was the gallery from, from Cloudhead, um, which going back is, is still an amazing experience. But for me, that was a fundamental mm. moment in narrative in VR. Yeah. Um, and then more moving towards more t modern, like the under, I think takes the mantle of how narrative can be done in a fun way. It's, it's a really exciting gameplay experience. Um, and then obviously the, 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 the obvious ones, like, like arcade experiences, like Beat Saber, super hot, mm -hmm. um, this space pirate, something, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just really like getting lost in, in, in small mechanic based mm -hmm. games like Vertigo. Mm. Um, I oh, really, yeah. really enjoy that. Oh, big Vertigo um, fans here. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, has Vertigo two come out yet? Have you played the no, demo? Yeah, the demo. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, the, the game hasn't sure. released yet. No, no, no. Vertigo is is mesmerizing. Yeah, I love the fact that um, they're remaking the original with exactly. the the, the new uh, assets and mechanics from the second yeah. version as well. How, yeah. how are they doing all this? I have no idea. They're amazing. This is, is the, the developers asking how are they doing it? Mm. It's, like, that's, that's I, I know how, how hard it is for us to get all our yeah. stuff done, but um, to do Vertigo 1 and Vertigo 2 yeah. simultaneously, that's crazy. Yeah. 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 Um, and then just exploring content on the quest. Like I've had a lot of fun the last year just going through stuff and just having a lot of fun. Um, revisiting old experiences that I, I, I hadn't touched in ages, like playing mm. Superhot again mm. in the quest yeah. in, our, in our warehouse. Totally different experience. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I just like exploring weird stuff. Um, there, there, there was the Steam VR bundle that came out last week that well, took, ended ended last week. Last I don't know week. if you guys, mm -hmm. I think you guys talked about it last week mm -hmm. or sometime um, with a whole bunch of titles in it. Like like going back to Gorn again. I hadn't no. played that in ages, and it kicks Austin. Gorn in an arena. Would be oh amazing. my god! It's kick. It it's beautiful. <laughs> It's beautiful to not worry about location, locomotion, how to move. Yeah. That's how that game should be played. So basically you're saying just, just get your quest, take it to a big space and enjoy some of these games with the and freedom. play all of your games again. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, just go to a tennis court. Everyone, like not right now because it's here, it's 9 yeah. p.m. on a Saturday. Yeah. But um, <laughs> find a tennis court, hire it out for now, play your quest titles again and just discover mm -hmm. them in a way that they just may have not been designed for or ways that just augment mm -hmm how they were designed. That's awesome. Mm. Cracking advice. Cracking yeah. advice. And back to the tennis, the, the table tennis stuff, like play that in a big space. Exactly. Play yeah. it proper. Oof. Good fun. It's been, a, it's been a fun show. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on, Chris. Thank you again for joining us. Um, yeah. We'll be back, of course, next week at the usual time. Uh, Rowdy will be with us as well. And uh, Nathie will be telling us all about his time uh, checking out the uh, the untitled <laughs> go-kart experience from My Illusions, and I can't wait to hear about it. So make sure you tune in then. Until then, have a great week in VR. Take care, and bye-bye for now. See you later.